and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me is Claire Williams and Kendall Cunningham. And I feel like an easy layup to start this off. Uh, what animal would we choose if we Great were question. at the hotel? I mean, that's... Well, I would never be alone because I'm a charismatic, <laughs> uh, stylish, handsome, and just absolute drop-dead gorgeous mm-hmm of a person so i would never end up alone Mm -hmm. but in this hypothetical scenario if you're gonna Mm -hmm. make me choose okay fine you got me um i think i thought about what appeared in my mind was a male lion because they don't have to do shit besides like just hang out because Mm -hmm. they don't they don't do the hunting they have to puff Mm -hmm. their chest once in a while but they don't do that hunting they just kind of lay out lay, lay out and just chill and sometimes fight Idris Elba. Those are the two things. You just, um, you want to like veg as a lion. Like absolutely. You just want to like, yeah. Have all that luscious hair be glorious. Have women do all the work for me. I don't know what, what you want. What else do you want? You have the big mane. Just like. Absolutely. You know, flows just over you. King, yeah. Like I'm called the king, even though I legitimately have no real authority over anything. I mm-hmm. love it. It's just your size. Like it's not your actions. Now, if any of you animal experts come out and correct me on any of that, fuck you. That's my at that's birds of clay. If anything was no, wrong, I don't. I don't. I said some of the things that I think I've heard in the past that I think are correct, but mm-hmm. I all, all that I said could have been fucking bullshit. But I don't care. <laughs> this is not a science podcast. I'm not a scientist, no. even though I know right. a lot of you think I am. I'm not a scientist. Um, Jack's a scientist. I'm not the scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. So if you correct me, I, I don't care. My biology degree in the in the background of here. Um, yeah, uh, that would be funny if this was like a soft launch into a science podcast, though. Um, I I think I I think I'd want to be like somewhere like a like a definitely a mammal. Um, somewhere like in like aquatic, maybe an otter. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that could be Ooh. fun. An otter would like, be cute. Otters are otters cute. Cu- otters are cute um something simple you know i don't want to be dangerous i don't want to rock the boat you know just like like so you true. like i just didn't i i, I you know I'd like I, i'm otters and lions similar they just do their thing and they don't do like any hunting and gathering you know but uh i don't, I don't think there's much hunting and gathering in uh in like aquatic life anyway um but like we see like a lobster is a good pick and uh i always love the joke like you know that's why there's so many dogs and cats in the world because like that's like a common answer yeah um god in all my preparation for this i didn't think of this question right um i don't know i think i want to be an animal that like nobody would this is not a gotcha podcast like you know we're gonna be like wrong answer we're not gonna no 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 (laughs) um I don't know. I feel like I found this like orca situation very intriguing that's happening. And I'm like, wow, I think the orcas are very cute, which I would want to be a cute animal. And they're also dangerous. Yeah. And like, no one wants yeah, wait, to Yeah, wait, what's this orca, orca situation? I- um, I'm not appar- updated. Apparently, orcas are just like attacking a bunch of boats. And it's apparently a like strategized thing. Oh, revolution. I, guess, I think they're like getting revenge against an orca oh, uprising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> an orc rising. I don't have all the specific details, but that's what yeah. I have when I've I glossed over the articles. I think I believe that's what's mm-hmm. happening. Hell yeah. Freedom um, fighters, man. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do 
the orcas are unionizing the writers who unionize yeah i don't I, I don't know i don't know it's just like what the idea of of this movie does kind of feel like something like dystopian but the fact that it's like an original concept is so crazy because it's like it is like basis and the idea of like what happens if single people remain to be single but then like throwing the hotel on top of it is just like a whole other dilemma that i find so intriguing um but today we have the lobster 2015's dark comedy and before we get Wait, into all that <laughs> some would say are you sure i would say you know it's got a few got a few jokes it's, it's got bits oh. i think it's a comedy um oh my god i thought it was like a straight drama okay i'm sorry <laughs> I, I watched the movie wrong my bad yeah right 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 it's not a thriller um but let's learn a bit about kendall first and the movies that made you fall in love with movies um if any come to mind oh god um have you ever been on your own before no never your last relationship lasted how many years? Around 12. Sexual preference? Women. Is there a bisexual option available? No, sir. This option is no longer available. Hmm. And the dog? My brother. He was here a couple of years ago, but he didn't make it. Did you read the leaflet? Yes, I did. As you understand from your brother's experience, if you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here, you'll turn into an animal. Have you ever danced with anybody? Yes. As an animal, you'll have a second chance to find a companion. What sort of dancing did you do? Just depends on the music. Mind if I join you? It's no coincidence that the targets are shaped like single people and not couples. Did you catch rabbits? Catching a rabbit is difficult. Thank you very much. If you need more rabbits, I'll bring you more. You promise? You can be alone as long as you like. There is no time limit. Any romantic or sexual relations are punished. We have to be totally synchronized three two you, you're like a brother to me oh you're my best friend in the whole world i don't think i'm your best friend in the whole world now have you thought of what animal you'd like to be if you end up alone yes a lobster a lobster is an excellent choice if you encounter any problems you cannot resolve yourselves, you will be assigned children. That usually helps. I mean, it's a little boring. I grew up in a very, like, sheltered Christian home. So a lot of my, like, early film exposure was, like, Disney classics. Um, I mean, I'm sure that's typical of every household when you're a child, but... Um, <laughs> You'd be of... surprised how so many times we get a person like, yeah, I just watched like The Shining when I was four years old. And I was hooked right. ever since. I wish that was me, <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, I think I would say like the turning point in my relationship with movies probably had to do with like me discovering the Oscars and getting really into mm. that. Um, I feel like 
I think 2008 was maybe the first year where I was like super conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the Juno year, I believe, because Juno came out in 2007. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I was just I was very captivated by the movie Juno in general because it just seems mm-hmm. so like controversial to me. And then the fact that mm-hmm. like this like what I thought was like a very silly comedy movie was getting like nominated for like the mm-hmm. highest award in film. I was like, oh, okay, like maybe I do. And have then it won it won screenplay too. And yeah, had, like, exactly. The whole story of Diablo Cody like just like being this very unique voice. Um, yeah, and that's such a cool Oscar year to like cook you too. Like yeah, you had just an incredible. incredible entry point Um, but I think but the first I think the first year where I was like seeking out every single movie was like the social network black swan that year like 2010 right yep um god 127 hours when I used to (laughs) love Toy Story 3 Inception yes Toy Story 3 yeah Yeah. um Winter's Bone young Jayla oh Winter's Bone amazing amazing um but yeah, I think, yeah, I think the Oscars was definitely like my entry point. And then in high school, I was just like reading up a bunch on uh, like different directors and stuff like that. I've always been interested in like celebrities in general, but I think high school was when I was like, I want to be a cinephile now. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Let's look at the masters. Let's see what they're working with. Let's see what I have to, what's, what, what's the basics? What do I have to figure out here? Right, right. Right. Um. Was was there was there a clear divergence from the kind of sheltered, you know, like Christian household type type of media that you were watching? I mean, not saying Disney is Christian type media, but that idea of like, well, true. <laughs> um, the idea of like this is what's allowed. When when do you think that divergence was for like, uh, I'm actually gonna watch Juno? Um, I mean, I was always like I wasn't so sheltered that I didn't know what was happening like in the zeitgeist so I was always right. like, I had the opportunity to like you know watch or like I usually like go to my friend's house to usually like watch like you know r-rated or like pg-13 rated stuff um so yeah I was always aware of it if I could like find a way to like watch something without my parents knowing I would definitely mm-hmm. go for it and I think just like I was talking about this with someone else just like video store culture you're just like right when you're allowed to like you know actually see what's out there um which I feel like I mean I guess you could still do that if you're scrolling through Netflix but like the algorithm obviously like controls a lot of what you're seeing Mm -hmm. and it's not always quality stuff but and you're not really looking and that's the one thing you're not really looking at it when it comes to like streaming your eyes are glossing over almost immediately there's no actual recognition if you're seeing it in person you see like you can feel it in a case right you can look at like one of those things on the back Mm -hmm. and all of that and yeah and it's not always like someone is actually like talking to you about another thing that you could be interested in it's just AI generated like Netflix titles. True, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. That was my exposure, I guess. Awesome. Great. It was there when it when it came to those directors, was there a director you latched onto initially? Um I think well David Fincher. Um mm, of <laughs> via yeah. the social network. Um I remember like researching a lot of like Spike Lee movies and like digging Mm -hmm. those up. Um, I remember like reading a lot about Quentin Tarantino, but being like sort of like nervous to like (laughs) dive into that because I was like, this seems like a little too intense for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to give you some time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah i think those are like yeah, yeah a lot of men <laughs> right of course are, are, are you 20 issue. are you 23 like we are because i feel no, like i'm 26 i don't okay. know why it took yeah, me I... <laughs> a long time oh i forget my age all the time yeah, i know oh, no, no same. I, do I don't know yeah I once you get well, past 21 it's like yeah i don't, I don't fucking <laughs> yeah. 22 I... no 24 shit 22 <laughs> i only i only think to ask because like i feel like fincher particularly captured something i think with social network in particular but like yeah. really was so pivotal for a lot of you know however many burgeoning for, a, gen- for right. a generation uh it feels, to, yeah the stuff feels so especially when you're younger like to me it stuff felt so highbrow and like i do think it is exactly highbrow but it's also like a lot of just like fun popcorn movies that like yes right because that's like, always his thing is like he always adapts novels that shouldn't be quite as good as they are and then just like yeah like, they're all right. they're all like trash genre novels right yeah. i mean like even like i mean gone girl is obviously like i'm not saying that all his source material is adapting is trash but the type of genre they're operating yeah. within and the type yeah, of formalities the, the, te- the text yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the thrillers it's you know mm-hmm. fucking airport trash paperbacks yeah. i mean yeah, yeah no girl with the dragon tattoo was like dragon I tattoo that was the first like adult book that i read and i was so like scandalized by it but i was like really right. into that sort of like era like that was a mm-hmm. big deal but yeah i watched it I think I tweeted this. I watched it for the first time since high school yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, this felt like so austere to me as a kid, and like, like inaccessible." And like watching it like now, like it obviously still has very dark subject material, mm-hmm. but it's very fun and like, oh like, yeah, it's, comedy it's a blast. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like a great thriller. Yes, yeah, it's, right. yeah. When we had um, good crime thrillers, like yeah. literally, legitimately, like my favorite genre, uh-huh. and how we would have like five good of the, like have five like great ones a year, mm-hmm. and now right. we're and they would make have... money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um. Yeah, I I too like remember being like super young and just thinking like, oh my gosh, this like it makes me. It, I feel like I'm I'm watching a movie for an adults. And it's, but I can still like follow everything and I'm not bored. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of like a gateway into thinking like not everything that is super serious or, you know, sexy has to be something that, that, you know, I, I feel like I'm included in it. Yeah. Then you have I, to be like I can, I can enjoy this. Yeah. It's right. what a picture. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Let's get into first exposures for the lobster. Um yeah, Kendall, why don't you start us off? Like, how it entered your life, and if it was like if you saw it in theaters, stuff like that. Um, I did not see it in theaters. Um, I believe I saw this. I remember hearing about it during award season a lot. I was, I think, I was just very consumed by like the moonlight and sort of like La La Land of it all during that <laughs> year. So I wasn't really paying attention to much else. But um, yeah, I watched it after award season had like wrapped up um and I was just like this is great like it's we I like I sought out Yorgos's other films um because the tone just felt so not super novel but like not like anything else that was out that year um yeah and yeah I loved it and I you know I found Colin Farrell very charming in the film obviously mm-hmm. um but yeah, I don't know. I don't have like, I'm going to be honest, it's not my favorite Yorgos movie. Um, Killing of a Sacred Deer is definitely my mm-hmm. number one. Um, and I think Alps might be my number two. 
but um yeah no I just found it to be a delightful movie and I put it on like every few months so yeah <laughs> I, I agree it is very delightful it's and it's very it, it, I, I think it's something that isn't as opaque as people may make it out to be and mm-hmm. it actually like I think it ends like pretty I don't think it ends as dire as I remembered it did um, but I guess that's left in up to interpretation and yeah I agree like 2016 it was definitely a formative year for both myself and Clay just like discovering new films and um, I saw this like I'll say in theaters because there's this theater near me called the screening room and it's like I know it's like like a specific kind of theater is like called a screening room but it's not right. like there's not multiple rooms to be screened in it's just like one like row you know it's just um but that was fun that was cool to see like you know um on a bigger screen and <clears throat> like I, I remember the vibe at the time was like um the first half when you're at the hotel and like um the rules of this world are being set up like that's the better half and then once David goes into the people of the woods like that that's when like the movie starts to lose gas and like certainly yeah. it slows down to like develop the relationship with him and the woman uh, with Rachel Vice. but I wouldn't say it, I'd like dislike the the second half um yeah I think the but, I think most movies that have like bifurcated structures are not like I right. don't know I think it's Ooh. sort of you can immediately be like oh this part's so mm-hmm. much better than like the second half of the first half but yeah, yeah. I agree I don't it's easy really, to choose the side yeah right I don't yeah. love the last half as much as I like mm-hmm. the hotel portions yeah um but no I agree with you I remember just like loving this in 2016 and just thinking like I had never seen anything like it and just it was also my first Yorgos um experience I think I had known of Dogtooth but just hadn't seen it Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the heavy majority was, was, of people. This was the first Yorgos for them. Yeah, like of course, this is it was first English. It's his English language right, debut. Right. Yep. Yep. A twenty four. A twenty four, and it's um, it was also like one of my first Colin Farrell movies. I think. Oh, really? What um, a crazy concept I that is. Think. Yeah, and I saw like the newly performed Colin after like, and of course we'll probably do like a Colin Farrell talk later, but it's just. Yeah one of our most beloved national treasures at this point if that's like i mean he's not and well he's not a national treasure because he isn't ours oh yeah he's, he's not ours. Oh, that's, oh, yeah that's true, that's true. <laughs> you know yeah yeah it could, it could be could america can't claim him unfortunately we try if he's a citizen at this point i feel like it could we try with him and he was like yeah i've lived here for like 20 years now or something yeah, but yeah i mean he's constantly working so i guess yeah. he just has a visa or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh i don't it's so funny i this is a movie i feel like i've seen like three times um this is my watching it for uh the podcast which is my second time first time was on an uh, airplane and i watched it on itunes it was like november 2016 uh i forgot where i'm flying at this point november it might be to florida where i spend a lot of my holiday no no that would be too early i have nowhere i have no fucking idea where i was in november um <laughs> But yeah, I watched it on a plane. I think my mom was sitting right next to me and would sometimes look over and be like, what the fuck are you watching? I'm just like, I don't know. It's pretty good though. <laughs> um, I obviously heard of its bizarre premise. It's kind of quirky energy um, and it's off kilter delivery of you know comedic lines and things like that. It was very dry. 
Um, and it's not necessarily a movie. I like, you know, it, I didn't watch and be like, oh, I get what this is about. Like, it was still very much like, oh, this is a very new kind of tone. I'm not very used to as someone who has watched so many, like, you know, primarily like American senses of humor um, or like Monty Python. You know, those are like the two things. Like, it's either Will Ferrell or Monty Python. That's like all I got. And I, everything else mm-hmm. I don't, I, I need it. I don't understand that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, I can, you, you kind of get, the move you acclimate to the movie pretty quickly when it comes to its tone right because it doesn't stop yeah so it's it teaches you how to watch it exactly that's exactly perfectly put um but yeah i mean i think what was more not mind-blowing but like what surprised me more was just the lack of like oh i kind of don't like any of these people besides maybe feral and vice and i'm not even sold on feral at the point like um like i mean they're sweet but it's just one of those things that i'm not gravitating to any one character i'm not like ah this is my person like i'm just like watching this bizarre experience happening where i'm like this is fucking nuts mm-hmm. um and you know it's more of like an objective point of view in a lot of ways when I'm watching this, I never get enveloped into a certain person. Like I never get super enveloped into a certain perspective. I'm just kind of in the, like, just kind of witnessing this, like a, uh, like, you know, some mad scientists, like, Whoa, isn't this crazy? What have we created? This is nuts. Um, you know, or like, as a, like a social experiment kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I would think your ghost feels the same that right. he treats these movies as social experiments and yeah. as a as a filmmaker doesn't gravitate to, to one person um although yeah, I guess I remember, you could like oh yeah please oh sorry I remember Rachel Weiss in an interview was saying that like whenever she would ask him for like insight into the character like ask him to explain like her character's motivations he would just be like go away like <laughs> I don't want to talk about it that makes so much sense <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um because because in interviews it doesn't come off as like grumpy but just tired yeah <laughs> you know and, and, and very, i just very like sedated yes very sed- <laughs> yeah very sleepy but not yeah. necessarily like cranky yeah he doesn't vibe. seem like um, a mean guy just like yeah just sort of like you'll get the bare minimum from me yeah he doesn't right. want to play the game and i think yes and i feel like that's a and i don't know whether that's going to increase or decrease with time goes on if the amount of like actors and celebrities and directors who you know who are willing to play the game because the game is now more complicated than ever when it comes to press right. yeah. um but he's definitely just one of those guys and i think it also is more common when it comes to people outside of the u.s where they're just like this is bullshit why am i here yeah, i'm not gonna I'll tap just... dance for you guys plenty of international <laughs> filmmakers share that like like clear, like Claire Denis instantly comes to mind, where she's right. just like, unless it's Barry Jenkins, yeah, right. Unless I'm getting interviewed, well, no, it's oh, like oh, unless I'm oh, getting interviewed right, by Barry right. Jenkins, I'm not giving you anything. Right, 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 right. Sure, yeah, no, that's. I, I, I mean, like Bong Joon Ho even has some press where it's just like, I, I, like I've, I can't even do it. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting because, um, yeah, his directing style is like, I think actors appreciate it though because. Because it's just like so unique, but yeah, everyone it, seems very really cold. like him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, and you don't hear stories where it's like, oh my gosh, Yorgos is hard to work with, but it's a directing style that seems unique. But because it's like you are only given so much about your character, but then you get to like fill in the blanks of like, yeah, 
what this shape is supposed to be but it's like Yorkos is the one that's supposed to help you with that it's just like then the actor is like supposed to like really do the work um more than they're used to I guess they have to operate very specifically within his atmosphere and if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense like when you're I'm never when I'm watching a Yorgos movie I'm never like wow that actor made it like a crazy choice it's one of those things where it's like they're adapting to the atmosphere of the film itself they're not going outside they're not coloring outside of the lines because and not saying that means it's like oh it's a very boring performance but meaning the lines are so distinctly drawn and so fucking bizarre that it's kind of impossible to draw outside of them because you just have to connect to Yorgos's tone and energy when it comes to how characters speak, how they react, how they emote. Uh, I mean, you think of mm-hmm. Kidman's performance in Killing of a Sacred Deer and how like emotionally detached she is from existing. Um, mm-hmm. But also have those moments where she, you know, it, it's all these very, it's this, this like constant game of like, I'm either going to have the most intense emotions ever or I'm going to act like this is literally just happening to me. Like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Yeah. From what I've read, like a lot of the actors that work with him have like obviously seen like his Greek films um, or Greek language films, but it seems like they all sort of go in like already knowing like that that's what they need to be doing. Like I remember like Nicole Kidman was saying that like when she she just automatically knew like watching like The Lobster and his other films that like the character would be sort of devoid of any emotion and like they everyone sort of, you know, uh, What's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. Everyone just like fell in line, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They all acclimated. Like they, yeah. they kind of just, yeah, it's a square peg, square hole kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like and they figure out Colin how to Farrell. make themselves a square and then they go straight into the pet or the yeah. hole, basically. <laughs> I love that Colin Farrell has kept the accent both times. Like that's, that's such a oh, yeah. specific choice. That's the generous. accent work in this <laughs> film is out of this fucking mind. I know. It's like it's like it's 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 in London, right? Maybe. <laughs> Kinda. Right. It's so yeah, where is it? There's no, French people, always, there's yeah. Irish people, there's I I'm guessing interpret it as London because of the overcast, but like yeah. And also like the police officers seem British, so <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> guess that they're in England, but there's also yeah, it's like yeah, you, it's very yeah, and then you have like you know fucking John C. Riley. I'm like, you're not supposed to be in oh, London. Yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> How yeah. did you get here? You're not allowed here. You can't be here. You're an American man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The casting of John. Do you guys know? Speaking of the casting, I just this has been. I've been thinking about this for however many days now. There was an alternate casting for the short-sighted woman and David, and both had to drop out due to scheduling for other 2015 films um but lizzie olsen was going to be the short-sighted woman which i mean different yeah different movie and a completely different movie for david was jason clark what yeah where did that come from yeah isn't that was so weird and he couldn't do it because he was making everest um (laughs) but you know i I don't know you know i'm a jason clark guy so i'd be interested and i love me some clark i love me that aussie yeah jay-z jc um i obviously he's not a better actor than con farrell don't be fucking crazy but <laughs> that would be that'd be a take that would, but it's one of those things with clark it's like he gets stuck in these kind of thankless roles and these mm-hmm. but like you know when it's whether it's like fucking 
that Terminator movie that was horrific that no one watched or the where he played John Connor, I think. Um, was it Gen- Jenny Smith, Genesis? Um, Genesis. Uh, you know, the Apes movies, he's in one of them and he's not even the main character. Um, Great Gatsby. Uh, Great Gatsby. Is he in First Man? Yes, and he's, he dies, he dies, I think, yeah. midway through. Um, he's like, he's a very steadily working actor and in like some good stuff, but he's in, in Everest is like a movie that doesn't really exist, but made some money, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear is okay. Uh, but it, he definitely doesn't have, haven't had that time to like really shine. Like in, unlike mm-hmm. his, like his friend Edgerton, who's like been able to direct things, star in things, been in like some indie stuff. He's one, he's always just on the periphery of all of that. And like yeah. he's in notable movies, he is a notable actor, but he never has had to like be able to be a lead in like something of this kind of ten, like in you know, a twenty four indie. That's right. just not something yeah. he's done before. So yeah. that'd be very interesting. But no, I mean those are that's a completely different movie. I do like the idea of the pairing of Lizzie and Clark. I think that would be interesting. I think that dynamic would be interesting. But it's again a completely different movie. I don't know how you get from Lizzie Olsen to Rachel Vice. I couldn't even imagine. How what I know. The fucking it is kind of a shift. There. Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm curious what Jason Clark's like career tra- trajectory would have looked like after taking this right. role if he took it. Mm-hmm. Because it did wonders for Colin's career. It did. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah, I guess we can get to Colin real quick. Like what yeah, was, like, so what was after I was just this? gonna say, yeah. Um I'm pulling it up right now, actually. Um, but before this, I don't like he's with um like he teams up with Martin McDonough again, and that was like seven psychopaths, oh, which like right. people kind of like slept on, like that was like yeah, you know, but no one was not for that. wasn't yeah, no one really like really <laughs> cared for, but seemed like a safe thing um to do in the early decade. And he's very much yeah, Colin right. Farrell on that. He's like his yeah. Irish, like, mm. what the fuck's happening? It's yeah, like yes. Yeah. Whole performance. And it's him and like Chris Watkins, Sam Rockwell, sort of trio. Um, after this, it's Fantastic Beasts. Um, he teams up with Yorgos again for Sacred Deer. And then Widows, Roman J. Israel, and The Beguiled. Yes. I always, th- I, I'd like to start with what's after this first. Because that's a little bit more impressive than what comes before. Um, what comes before is just like Winter's Tale, oh, Winter's Tale, Saving bro. Mr. Banks, you know, Total Recall, London Boulevard. Like it's these Epic. these things that just Dead like Man don't Down. stick. That's not a real right, movie. right. It just don't were stick. people saying that he should have been nominated for Saving Mr. Banks? I thought I heard that at some point. Um, like not like a lot of people but like one or two was like oh it was actually really good and that that tells you how bad it's been for your boy like just like saving mr banks that's the thing he has to have his i think because he's just like like the main sort of like emotional uh crux yeah crux of that film so i think that was more of it than his actual Mm -hmm. performance because i think it's kind of a little hammy Mm -hmm. but yeah Yeah, uh, but yeah, he works Total Recall interesting... is a career low for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's the boss. He's one of the bosses in Horrible Bosses. Like, I think it's just an interesting period between this and the first, uh, and when he wins the Golden Globe for In Bruges. Yeah, um, and trying to like figure out where he goes, and then Yorgos like molds him like Plato. You know, just like fits perfectly yeah. into this world. 
um, even though like he does work with interesting filmmakers like Neil Jordan and Peter Weir, but right. still just like he gives him like a different type of credibility yeah. and like prestige yeah. that I don't think he had. Mm-hmm. And um maybe since yeah. like Tigerland or something. Oh, definitely. But, or maybe um, yeah, maybe even like um yeah, Tigerland's like or even like the new world, right? Where something where oh, he can yes, just like yes. be in like an epic, but he like fits into this world. Right. Um because yeah, I mean you'll hear people say like he's a character actor in a movie star's body and i think that seems to be the case now even like yeah you can see like he just doesn't need feel the need to headline movies just you know it's like yeah. oh i'll do this and you know, i'm just I don't yeah i to, like, like i like when a, like someone who like comes on the scene as like a leading man or like a leading woman is like fine just like taking a supporting part because i feel like mm-hmm. they're often more interesting half the time especially yeah. in like bigger films definitely um but yeah the years after like the immediate years after for him are so interesting right and like where he's at currently i just uh, he's just so beloved and it could have been some um, could have gone something completely different if mm-hmm. he if depp does not per, depp does not uh, replace him as grindelwald in that movie that mo- yeah. that his career could be completely different because he's stuck making two more harry potter films mm interesting oh yeah he does like turn doesn't he like turn into him or they play yeah he turns into johnny depp which is one of the biggest downgrades you could yeah. even think think of <laughs> that's Very dark as fast you know that's um that's like we all calling for a lot at home and it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i feel like the lobster hmm. was maybe the first time he was able to play like a sort of like anti colin Farrell character because like yeah you know he obviously had to I don't know. I reject this notion that like he got fat for the role, which I feel like I've seen a lot of articles say, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. he's really not that big in the movie. He's just like he's, he's like, like still pudgy. Yeah, he's a little pl- pudgy. He got he had a belly. Yeah. That's it. He got a yeah. little belly. I got a little belly. We all got little bellies. It wasn't like, a crazy like, amount of weight, but I, I, and it's like you don't even want to say like he plays against type because like what's a Colin Farrell type? Well, he's going I mean, against type of what, um, well, that, but also he's going <laughs> up against type of literally anything America has ha- had to offer him as a character besides horrible bosses. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I like Miami yeah. Vice, um, 2000, you know, like M- Minority Report. Like, obviously, these are movies like, you know, decade, mm-hmm. a decade before this, but I mean, Total Recall 2012. Like, this is mm-hmm. complete fucking, uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts. And where to find them is a year after. It was probably filmed a little before The Lobster, or maybe I'm not sure. Um, but this, it's against um like American type because mm-hmm. you know in his some of the Irish and indie stuff, like he's a little more, like he's a bum in uh in in, in Bruges, like he's like mm-hmm. a yeah. fuck up, um who just has a potty mouth, um and yeah and so it's but this is very much like yeah not attractive has no real Mm -hmm. energy uh as a character is completely devoid of much emotion not charismatic yeah not charismatic it's funny because i so i watched this with my girlfriend last night and the moment he kind of came on screen and she's seen it before and she was like yeah this is Mm -hmm. just not it's crazy to see him in this like yeah. it, it's one of those things where it's like th- th- especially how that character is introduced like he's yes. like a pathetic sad man yeah, yeah. it's very much <laughs> not like because it goes against the persona of the known colin farrell 
like this like fucking beige of a man just just mm-hmm. bathed in beige and personality and in dress um just a fucking like stale cracker of a person <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a wet sandwich definitely it, and and so that goes against his public persona that goes against like the film his uh the characters he's played in the past and yeah and he's a little i mean yeah like you said he's not fat uh he's just a little you know he's a little pudgy yeah. um but, and none of his characters have been in besides again besides like horrible bosses but that doesn't really count um yeah, i always forget about that but. yeah and and that's obviously a very much like a twist of oh my god this isn't anything like colin farrell <laughs> Oh, we really fucking got it, guys. This is a huge twist. What if it's Colin Farrell, but <laughs> he's bald and not like Colin Farrell? <laughs> um, it doesn't like that. Doesn't really, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like this complete kind of re- retooling and subtlety to his performance too. And that's the thing. It's like usually when actors go out of their range, they do something in a very bombastic way. It's like, I'm completely sure. different. This is so much more like subtle and not yeah, subtle yeah. as in, it's a weird movie, but it's not like he's having like, yeah, he didn't gain 200 pounds and he didn't lose. Like, yeah. And he doesn't act like the most depressed person to ever live. He's just yeah. kind of more normal, but weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just yeah it is weird to have like, yeah. Yeah, it's weird that like a sort of attention grab attention grabbing performance is like so muted. Um, right. Yeah. 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 You can obviously yeah, like does, yeah. do, don't aren't you introduced to him like on the side of the bed and he's just kind of like hunched over. Yeah. Like it's like that's and everything you need to like communicate in one shot, I mean, and it's just yep. just kind of like has no shirt on. Like I think. And, uh, right. And then his wife is like, "Yeah, I'm leaving you." And yeah. he's like, "Just tell me one thing: Does he wear glasses or contacts?" <laughs> yeah. And then uh, um, he's checking into the hotel, and then you know, and then the hotel manager asks if he's um, identifying as heterosexual or homosexual, and there's just no in between for being bisexual, and and then it's just operational issue right right i did it in man in college once (laughs) and and it's just like yeah and then the ego like has no identity either where it's just like not only is he like sad and pathetic but yet he can't like claim something else to be his own it's just like well i'll just like go on to like what's more um what's more typical um yeah what's easiest but you know i also did see in imdb trivia bear with this is IMDb trivia that he did gain 45 40 pounds um really? which i mean that I, it's like i think it's like a perfectly amount of perfectly fine amount of weight to to put on for for yeah, he didn't do a fucking character uh, but this is a christian bale or and i bet he also didn't do like uh um charlie's mm-hmm. Theron where she's talking for like totally where she's like yeah i just woke up in the middle of the night and ate mac and cheese all the time right, <laughs> right. I think he probably just didn't yes. because he was really he looked he was really like mm-hmm. I mean not he wasn't like ripped but he was in really really good shape for pretty much all of his career and he was like I'll just let myself go for a little bit yeah that forty five pounds probably came super yeah. easy it wasn't even yeah. that yeah I'll eat some more carbs you know something like that like I won't go nuts yeah exactly he's not but you but again like you wouldn't say he's fat you know. Yeah, no. he's a lot yeah, bigger. Right. He for, just, yeah, yeah, he's a lot bigger than what he used to be, but he's not. I feel like if I saw him walking down the street, I would not be like, 
that's a big guy. I would just feel like, oh, that's like right. a, he just a looks like a normal, a normal, a normal man. Yeah. yeah, he just looks like but he I, just looks like one of for them. his age too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's so funny because I think he was around forty, late thirties around this time. Um, but because he's so hot to Americans, that putting on forty pounds to Colin Farrell is like a big it's deal. Like, yeah, but, and and yeah, but he's not fat. And I also remembered um, that I wrote down this. This was filmed in Ireland. Like we can erase any ambiguity now, because because uh, it, it was uh, it, it, but the overcast also makes sense over there. Like right, um, yeah, and um, but yeah, I mean, just with Colin Farrell's casting, I just I I think this, just, like we said with the Harry Potter sliding doors thing, and and how he also he just had to make one of those movies, like this. Like I feel like this is like one of his best roles. Like mm-hmm. just because he's so good, and he's he could be you could say he's even better in Sacred Deer. Um, but just like what he what he is able to prove with his range in here, um, and he's just so deftly funny and like mm-hmm. he has such great banter with just about any of anyone else in the cast. Um, no, I I absolutely love him in this, and well, I'll, I'm not gonna always think of him in this, but like it'll be one of the first things because this was i'm pretty sure this is my first thing that i saw him in yeah this was a this was a yeah. pivotal it started like a new era for him yeah um uh-huh. but yeah no he's so like immediately empathetic like mm-hmm. i don't know usually like and then i also think sorry and then i think true detective season two is shortly after this which is even more impressive like maybe a year oh, or two i still after. need to watch yeah. that yeah. Yeah. I need to watch that in preparation for his upcoming detective show called Sugar, where he plays a man named John Sugar. I'm like, okay. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> he, has an Apple, he has an Apple TV show that's coming out soon. Uh-huh. It was like I just like announced. That yeah, I hate, I hate like every Apple TV show I try to watch because um, they all look the same. Well, he was in like, yeah, he has a very bizarre put forward now i mean yeah apple tv sh- sure that sounds you know vaguely interesting um mm-hmm. uh but he's coming off of being... this amazing year last year too right of course. oh fucking and jo- and... for the penguin mm-hmm. yes and that's coming out um that's coming out in like two years from now um but yeah <laughs> and like it, but it was in 2019 it was funny it's like yeah you have 2018 you end on widows um, which is, he gives a good performance, but 2019 okay. is one of the 2020, sorry, 2019 and 2020 is like where you're like, oh no, Colin, what are we doing now, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Colin, whoa, whoa, whoa. You have is everything fucking, okay. You have gloomy eyes, whatever the fuck that is, some animated shit. Dumbo, you have the gentleman in 2019, and you're like, Colin, okay, <laughs> one year, no worries, bud. Time out. All right. Time out. We, Time out. Yeah. We all we all have one bad year. I I trust me. I've had a ton of bad years. Don't get me wrong. Um, 2020, Artemis Fowl in Ava, the uh fucking Tate Taylor Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Chastain action movie that no one saw. And you're like, whoa, okay, Colin, whoa, 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 whoa. It's oh, just fucking calm down. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a step back. Okay, let's figure this out, bud. This is not this is not going well. And then 2021, after Yang and the North Water, which I hear is great, it's an AMC it is show. Yeah. With, yeah. I watched um, one episode. Yeah. I was very impressed. <laughs> he was very that's scary. His, 
And that's his 2021. And after Yang came out in 2021, right? Or did they also? No, it, it was I think like, it premiered. It was can. Yeah. Wow. So this 2022 yeah. is that the Batman 13 Lives in the Banshees of Inisherin. Sure that's is. a crazy yeah. good. That's one of his best years, maybe ever. Yeah. yeah. As probably an actor, is, probably is the best year. As an that actor, was, that was the as headline. a celebrity, yeah, like a perfect yeah. year. Um, for for a while, he was the front runner to win an Oscar. But then I know I can't. I was so uh, like I didn't even think he was that good in Banshees. Like I thought the other mm-hmm. people outshined him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was very disappointed when he went from like number one during like the fall, and then by the time the Oscars came, it was like yeah, he just lost no way he's gonna win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, but yeah that it, year of yeah. movies is rough. It's really <laughs> impressive. And it was a first, and it was that for, and it was his first nomination ever for mm-hmm. an Oscar, yeah. which yeah. is pretty crazy to think about. But yeah, now yeah. it's like he, now it's like I don't know, Colin. I guess whatever you want, you kind of yeah. did it, but yeah, I'm so curious where he goes from here because his career is so unpredictable. Because mm-hmm. um, even yeah, though we yeah. love him, there's no one screaming for like n- Hollywood isn't screaming for more Colin Farrell projects. Right. I mean, we all love him, but there's not like there's not like this crazy demand for more of him when it comes. But like, yeah, no, I feel so, like he's still like the third or fourth actor like picked for something, <laughs> like considered for something. Like I don't think mm-hmm. he's still like sort of the number one guy people are reaching out to. But I think he is doing another movie with Koganada. Um that he was hinting at i know him and yorgos wanted to do another movie after killing of a sacred deer but i don't know what happened to that mm. but he could be an yeah. and for all we know yeah i think he just has to yeah. hold on to all these like auteurs that he's built definitely yeah <laughs> yeah like he's he's in well with mcdonough and right. lentimos but certainly uh we just don't want like another consistent run of that 2019-2020 to occur where yeah. it's just like he's he's really hot right now yeah. um and even though like for the fantastic beast part he, you're right he was probably like fourth or fifth yeah. and it's like those first three couldn't make it and it's just right like, no. <laughs> they're just like um, well but that's what I, but i don't think that's a bad thing either where it's just yeah. more like and sometimes that just happens like when people yeah yeah like, right, i'm sure it's right. very normal but um but his approach, see, I mean, of course, like his early years, very public, you know, got sober, like became a dad, uh, probably got too famous too quickly, uh, and then just like settled down. And I think he like takes him. I mean, when I when I see him do press for for all those great films last year, just like seemed very relaxed and like content with like where he is as an actor, and it shows but- with his projects. I do miss the chaotic uh, <laughs> interviews right, of him, though, where he was clearly <laughs> yeah. just flirting with like, anybody, <laughs> everybody, whether <laughs> you're a reporters. man or a woman. I was like, he's why just trying to flirt the fuck out of you, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember when he's he was trying to get in everybody's I, pants? It was, like when it, was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, like when it was asked if Tom Cruise was straight or gay. Oh, just, I watched yeah. that almost every day i love it <laughs> so I, know. I know i watch it before i go to bed it's just like, and it's such like a this. well it's like it's such a like well thought out answer he's like no yeah, i've been around like gay guys who are like more butch yeah. than him like i really don't think <laughs> no 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 you don't understand you know just... <laughs> oh all right irish okay. colin all right we might need to bring that back at some point that was kind of good yeah. um 
I, I maybe one more point and then we can maybe uh, move on since we could talk about Colin for five hours. Um, mm-hmm. And we I think do. it's I think it's really interesting what has happened to his persona or reputation because yes, he was very much like a notable drunk and like party animal, blah, blah, blah. That is really almost completely disappeared from the public consciousness, like pretty much to like a sum zero in a lot of ways, because we know because we fought because that's a very part and part of uh, his history as a celebrity and an actor that we like and we, you know, we've followed his career. Um, but I doubt anyone nowadays really thinks about it like at all. No one like it, like because so. My girlfriend, she's around our age um she watched it and i had to kind of tell her yeah no he used to be like a horrific drunk uh and didn't remember making some of miami vice and all these things she's like oh really it doesn't it doesn't strike me i would have never really guessed nowadays mm-hmm. um and obviously the people who like followed the tabloids and stuff and was like ha- had followed like a celebrity culture will still think of him that way but I don't know if I ran up to m- ask my mom hey mom what do you think you know like what what when you see Colin Farrell what do you think I doubt she's going to think like unstable drunk. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's more, it might be more of like an age thing. I don't know. I feel like, I still think, I still think like that's like people go to that. Like, I don't know. Like I remember when uh, (laughs) during the Oscars, like Jimmy Kimmel made some sort of joke, like when they brought out like the donkey that they said was, whatever the donkey's name was in Banshees, but it wasn't actually the Jenny. Donkey. Yeah, Jenny. And he was like, um, try not to take Jenny home tonight, Colin, or something right, like that. Right, right. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think for younger people probably, but I feel like, I don't know, when I see him in like interviews and stuff, like he brings it up a lot himself too. Like he's always like talking about it and like how much he's changed and like the fact that he doesn't remember a lot. and. Mm-hmm um but yeah I don't know that's my perception of it online and I feel like people yeah. are like dredging up more of his older interviews where he's like more chaotic and more like flirty and like lustful and stuff and sort of like yeah. thirsting over that <laughs> version of Colin. right um but I, I feel like it's been maybe yeah I guess but there has like, been some I, time since right like that yeah definitely I feel like there's just been I, I guess maybe the point I would say is like i think it's been full i think he's fully transitioned out of it i think it's been like a full like there's no real traces of it in his system anymore yeah um no one's uneasy when they think of colin farrell nowadays someone's like oh my god what is he gonna do um he's not erratic yeah we i think we've fully transitioned out of it but you're right the age it does depend on i guess it's very interesting because when was the real like when were the years like the like the good chunk of years where people are like that guy's fucking i'll because i was gonna bring this up because i think it's notable like it was miami vice when it was that production like it was notably super chaotic and he finishes the movie and walks right into rehab yeah um gets better uh and it was and what's also notable is like um he he was um 30 um, he was nearly 30 when, when that happened it's just like you know at the, it's like that's like an appropriate time to like you know have these things happen to you but then also like make these decisions yeah. um and Colin Farrell is, is you know I think it was he just made a proactive choice to like 
turn a new leaf. And um, it was at a point in his career, in his life, where it just like he could recalibrate. But, right. Um, I think sex tape. When was it? Was, sex it was. Tape? Oh, 2004. Yeah, 2004. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Where it was like sort of like SWAT era, I think, like New World era. Mm. Um, it was during it really the filming is... of uh, Daredevil because his head right. has a shaved head. Yeah, that's right. No one wants. Yeah. I've never seen it, but yeah. no one wants a shaved head. Yeah. Colin Farrell in a sex uh, tape. That's not what yeah. I'm looking for. That's not. That's not what you asked for. <laughs> but no, it really is in that stretch from Tyreland to Miami Vice, where it was like, who is this like young brash Irish kid? And it's yeah. like, um. But then, yeah, it's it's interesting where you can like divide that that era. Um. But he mm. is such a good actor too. Like that's something to keep in mind it's not like this talent was like useless and then that's the interesting thing it's not like he became like substantially better after he got sober like definitely he's always been pretty like he's had some bad performances like i watched like ash the dust recently and i was like (laughs) this is a terrible performance but um yeah he's been like pretty consistent Mm -hmm. uh, which is shocking and like i remember him saying that like he always for some reason, like, he was, like, even when he was, like, super hungover, like, he was always super professional, and, like, he never had, he, like, always found a way to get the work done, and he was, like, never, he never, like, caused any problems, like, on set, even though he would be, like, mm-hmm. high out of his mind or whatever, but, yeah, he's, he's a miracle. Yeah. No, he's, he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, is this our first Rachel Vice film? I believe it's and we should say also that we have covered uh sacred duty oh, we've Burn, done the fifth we've, yeah. we've, we've done the the favorite right yes yes <laughs> oh yes. so okay so this is yeah. uh, this is our second um okay so mm-hmm. have we done all of his are we yeah i mean Yorgo, like are we done with your ghosts i think we're done but alps is like alps is like his greek film but like you know that's oh, like okay that's, no that counts. doesn't really it's it counts but it's like i don't think it has like as much of a chance to be chosen as the uh, American yeah movies. probably not it's fine yeah. i feel like people think dog tooth and then go straight to the lobster. exactly no one's like yes. checking for alps even though yeah and dog tooth is chosen nine yeah um it's crazy how quickly we went through his three movies well quickly is mm-hmm. i guess a <laughs> yeah because okay, we have we've done, done this since 2019 maybe quickly isn't the word to use <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I mean it goes to show how beloved he is because even though he is so idiosyncratic i think there is um the, the people can't take a liking to that kind of human behavior and that kind of like unsettling tone and i don't know there's like something about him that doesn't make him like unapproachable and I I really like that yeah that's the thing it's like it's never it's very yeah idiosyncratic but it's never like pretentious Mm -hmm. like definitely everyone feels like recognizable Mm -hmm. people even if they're not (laughs) yeah I don't know there's something about his work that doesn't feel totally mm-hmm. unfamiliar especially if you watch like a lot of like european movies in general i feel like definitely you can sort of uh mm-hmm. like digest his tone a little easier mm-hmm. yeah because he's very european but and and that is digestible but then like he has his own brand where it's just like okay i get this and like you can have yeah. more fun with it in that way um 
And even if like the characters aren't even that likable, like they said, like I don't think there's one person aside from like the short-sighted woman and David uh, that the movie is really thinking that is the heart of the movie. Like there's no real hearts of any. In yeah, it doesn't feel like movies. it's about the characters really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's really a study of the yeah. character. I yeah, I feel but, like you're more um, so well, just like interested in watching these actors take on these like very weird parts. You're not really thinking mm-hmm. about. Uh, like dissecting the character yeah yeah the 20s yeah. were not like super strong for, <laughs> yeah. for Rachel well the yeah. the, the kind of secret about Rachel Vice is that she doesn't have an she's an incredible actress but doesn't really have that great of a career or like body of work yeah. not really yeah like a lot you of have yeah unfortunately yeah she reminds um, yeah. me of like an angela bassett or something absolutely like the well, filmography yeah. is a little thin or like not the she's in a lot of like very good movies but like mm-hmm. in terms of what she's like allowed to do in those movies absolutely allowed is the perfect way to uh, use that because it is very much sometimes you're like oh you're putting her in black widow yeah uh, secondary secondary character okay thanks that's cool <laughs> enemy at the gates really yeah. interesting secondary character this is yeah what you do. okay cool yeah, yeah. cool again Wait, i forgot she's in the born legacy yeah oh boy mm-hmm. i did not remember that either that's the thing it's like and that's why i i think i think we're all so happy that yorgos came along and was like fuck everybody else supporting lead boom you're done we got you i got you don't worry about it like uh, and you can make an argument she's not lead in the in the favorite but i think she's yeah fuck it there it's a it's a i think they're all leads it's a trident it's a trident yeah yeah that 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 three is all yeah yeah it's It's a trident film that's what i'm gonna call it i don't know if anyone's else called that it's a trident (laughs) yeah um but yeah she's he's done he's really shown that guys she's fucking incredible she's like Mm -hmm. a great actress with uh, some really biting at, or not biting a um, sense of humor too like she's so she's funny really in sense of the humor. movies yeah she has the best death glares in the business <laughs> um and, and same thing with colin farrow and in, in here and in killing the secret deer uh rachel vice in here and then favorite just like completely different sides of mm-hmm. both of them like really she comes into this movie as this presence that um is sort of like explaining this world to you at like but like with with like a winking eye at the same time um and then comes in like halfway through the movie um and only to realize like the system that the outsiders will um will build for themselves isn't that different from the hotel and and then is sort of like trapped in this whole thing but yeah yeah um, equally oppressive yeah. worlds but uh did you guys see her in uh dead ringers Ah no! No, I, I, I heard good things though. Yeah, He's really yeah, good in that. Same. Yeah. Um, no, there's so much TV. Um, well, yeah. I think people have fine. I think I think they're. I think, and not to say your she should be. But we love both love the movie and entire career. Yeah. But like Yorgos, I think kind of were kind of waked people up. Like, no, she doesn't need to be in Oz the Great and Powerful. I promise you, <laughs> she can do right. her own shit. I. Oh, it works. Mean. I, I showed it to you twice. It works. <laughs> Give her a chance. I know. Yeah, seriously. Um, 
and, and and what baffles me is like she comes into this decade like she has hardware now like she's won an oscar like granted like for a movie that doesn't really exist but yeah she's an oscar like you right. don't think they would give her like some clout but um yeah i don't know i wonder if she's too like sterly or like british i don't know <laughs> yeah it could be a case of like filmmakers just don't know what to do with her but then yorgos again showed us like yeah. you can do something interesting with her you know yeah well, she you don't want okay sorry go ahead oh you can go ahead well i was just like you don't want you don't want her to play and maybe and this is back lack of a better word the beta in a film you want her to be the alpha you want her to be controlling the stakes telling people what to do you don't want her to be the supporting character really because it's not it's it's almost i mean you can if she's like the foil but you kind of want her to be a mean bitch and and if that like i and like obviously the lobster the lobster is not just like that but also uses her sense of humor and her like weird mannerisms really well but you definitely don't want her to play the wife in a fucking biopic i think that yeah. would be so oh, use it would be useless it, a horrible waste of her time and everyone else's time um and yeah and i don't think the fucking blockbusters are doing it i think she's fine in black widow but like if, yeah she has to fucking like have like her screen partner is david fucking harbor and like no no offense to david <laughs> harbor but you're no colin farrell buddy yeah I'm like what's wrong with um, dave harbor Oh, I like David Harbour. I fucking <laughs> give me a break. Uh, but no, yeah, I just um, I think it, it's one of those things where she has this very I'm not saying she's not multifaceted, but there is a clear there is a clear. There's a clear characters you can get her to play that she will excel at better right. than anybody in the business. But you got to give her that ch- those chances. And that's why Dead Ringers look so interesting because they allow her, one, to be a little multifaceted, but also allow her to play the real alpha. Mm-hmm. You feel like I'm controlling this entire narrative. Right. There's two of them. Um, yeah. Exactly. Double trouble. <laughs> Double trouble. That's what they say about us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And I just someone just told it to me the other day, like you know, you and Jack double trouble, and I'm like, right, good that you pointed that out. Yeah, they said double trouble. I'm like, I know what you're referring to. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, yes, no, I agree. Um, it doesn't even seem like that she went into like a lot. She just doesn't also work that much. Um, which is surprising. I guess the MCU was just like a quick check. Like I'm surprised. Yeah. And also it just does not seem like something she would have to do. Yes. And you point out Oz the Green Powerful, which like bad look for everyone, like just a complete like fart of a movie. Um, (laughs) Terrible, like hot mess, but like she's like, maybe like doesn't really have that much screen time in it. Like, um but but kendall mentions earlier like franco and i'm like is that you know like 127 hours that like is that like you know peak franco uh crush or mm. oh my gosh yeah i didn't know idea but so her next two things you know the ones in production that aren't just in development mm-hmm. so in production currently or whatever that means with everything going on um, but in a movie of Colin Farrell and herself in the Todd Saladin, 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 Todd Salons. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, New Jersey creep. Um, no, he's not a creep. I, mean, I just, 
it, his picture. Oh, welcome to the dollhouse. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like, and yeah. and that, and then after that, in this pre-production, she's going to be in the uh, the Tomas uh, Alfredson film. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Coming He's his, back. His, after. his comeback from the yeah, snowman. His, yeah. The king is back. The king, the version of the king. Oh my gosh. How interesting. Uh, Seance on a wet afternoon. Yeah. I hate that title. (laughs) Seance on a wet afternoon. (laughs) No. Change it. (laughs) Seance on an afternoon. That's fine. Wet afternoon. What's a wet afternoon, sir? I mean, I hope it's an erotic thriller now. That sounds that's the only acceptable. Yeah. No, it's the story of will follow a medium who convinces her husband to kidnap a child. Not erotic. So she can help. <laughs> and also the... probably not thrilling. No, <laughs> so she can help the police solve the crime and achieve re uh and achieve renown for her abilities when her true intentions come to life. This is a fucking long ass synopsis. <laughs> yeah. The novel was previously adapted as a best novel by Richard Attenborough and Kim Stan- uh, Stanley back in 1964. So that's like a remake, I guess. Interesting. Hmm. Whatever. Um, hmm. But yeah, that's that's what she's doing, which is better than having five more Marvel movies to do. Right. Um, yeah. It seems like her role in that. Is it like, like a, a one and done? Yeah, like, I was just going to say. Yeah, like it seems like okay. a one and Good done. for her. I, I didn't see the movie. Um, I mean, I could see her appearing in Thunder Thunderbolts. The um the what the the. It's there. It's the Marvel's version of Suicide Squad that's going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one. jury duty movie. Yeah, like yes, actors are. Yeah, the jury duty movie. Like they're that has Florence. Yeah. That has Florence Pugh, and um, uh, oh, the Russian action star who was also in Black Widow. So maybe she could be appear in that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it doesn't seem likely. I think she's done. Uh, and good for her. She got her check. She bounced. It wasn't the worst yeah. Marvel movie of all time. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah, she's incredible. It's, it's, but it's more interesting to think about how, like, she doesn't have the career of a Blanchett or a Swinton, but is right? still, mm-hmm. but I would still, still put just her as respected. I feel absolutely, absolutely, and I would put her in that realm. I mean, I'm yeah. not like better, maybe not, but like absolutely <laughs> in that same tier. Yeah, um, just of abilities. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but this yeah. is this is good that we're talking about. Rachel Weiss and Colin Farrell because they together the two of them make up what is maybe one of my I mean we don't talk about this enough like on the pod but one of my favorite posters of the decade is the two of them and just like the entire frame where it's like you have that beige in the back and like their silhouettes the invisible hug it's so good it's so good like the amount of beige in this film is yeah whoa what a what it's the most it's the beigeous it's mm. the beigeous film of the decade i feel like you could yes. say that yeah it's a, it's at least up there um the beige wave but... got hit man it, it has the same fucking color palette as uh a denver nugget game drafted in 2003 it's the same hey same... that's that's a that's a reference for just you but no and it shows that they just filmed the natural light that's like the irish <laughs> You know, sunlight just coming through the clouds, like, and it just they like kind of like complements the, uh, like the ho- like the sparse hotel landscape. And um, a small detail that I found is that they didn't make up 
they didn't use makeup on anybody. Um, oh really? Also, like, like the sort fuck? of like drowns out any. Again, I saw that on IMDb trivia. I'm only collecting oh. what could or could be true, but it looks to be true. Um, I wouldn't. So they did film know, it in Ireland. That. Maybe it does yeah. take place in Ireland. But the yeah, but Coleman is obviously very British. Yeah, hmm. it's very. Ben Wishaw. Ben Wishaw is that British? He's Paddington for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's a fucking um, British bear, that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was actually going to break up Olivia Coleman because I think it's the first time I saw her in anything also. Yeah, me too. Well, this yeah. was the start, really start of her ascent, really. Yeah, yeah. Because um, when, so the crown, so wait, it goes the favorite and then mm-hmm. what's after, what's between this and, or wait, sorry, what's between the lobster and the favorite? What's between, that's a great question. Um Broad uh, murder, murder in the Orient Express. I think Broad Church oh, is 2014, God. so I think it's right before. Yeah, Broad Church is right before. Yep. Um, okay. Not much. Like she's mostly in, like that's theater the favorite or, right after that. Yeah, the favorite. The favorite is in between, um, Murder in the Orient Express. Like I think that's the only thing that's really notable. But then for TV, it's. Um, Oh, where's Brad? Um, oh, she's in the night manager. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like, um, yeah, then obviously Fleabag is before is in between this and the the favorite. Um oh yeah, Brad. She's gonna be in Wonka. She's gonna be a Wonka. I'm gonna be in Wonka, so (laughs) that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. They got me. They threw the bag. I got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, they, 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 they showed up correct with the bag, and I said yes. I don't know what you want me to do here. <laughs> I'm gonna be in Wonka. Fine, I'll mm-hmm. take it. Oh, um, okay. yeah, so the father. I, yeah, yeah. She's very. She seems very choosy. Yeah, the father. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you have um, the crown. Like it's. I think it's the one to punch of the favorite winning the oscar and then the crown i think is mm-hmm. what is like mm-hmm. yeah like you have that stuff to cut you have that stuff to build the foundation you know the lobster night manager broad church um and like you have like you have the stuff to kind of lay out the groundwork and oh murder or the Orient express and then the you know then it's really like isn't the crown first season the crown 2019 yeah i believe so and also what's 2019 is season two of fleabag like even more yeah exposure. that's that's yeah. just mm-hmm. boom 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 and then she's off to the races mm-hmm. um and she c- captures the hearts and minds of america with yeah. her drunk drunk ass speech right <laughs> right I, oh, I told oh my, my god lady gaga i love you i told i told my girlfriend like when like she came up i'm like yeah. so you know she yeah. won the oscar and then when yeah. she gave her speech no one really expected her to win and yeah. she was drunk off her fucking yeah. ass yeah <laughs> absolutely wasted and, 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 so and also I, we probably mentioned this in the favorite episode but like the like rewatchability of not even the speech but like Emma Stone and Yorgos Lanthimos are like elated. like running and, to like, her, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And, like Yorgos is crying, like it's just oh, oh it's, so it's awesome. Um, That's sweet Greek, yeah. And the Oscar goes to Olivia Colman. This is the first Oscar and nomination for Olivia Colman. 
quite stressful. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> this is hilarious. Go on, ask. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, uh, I have to thank lots of people. If, by the way, I forget anybody, I'm going to find you later. I'm going to give you all a massive snog, and I'm really sorry if I might forget now. Um, but your gosh, my best director in the best film, I'm with Emily and Rachel, the two loveliest women in the world to fall in love with and to go to work with every day. I mean, you can imagine. It wasn't a hardship. And to be... To be in this category with these extraordinary women and Glenn Close, I, you've been my idol for so long and this is not how I, I wanted it to be and I, I think you're amazing. I love you very much. And love you all. Um, thank you. Lindy King, my agent who took me on over 20 years ago. Thank you so much. And Olive and Hildy and um, Brynna who made me do things that I, I said no to, but she was right. And um, uh, my mum and my dad, <laughs> I, well, you know, and um, my kids are at home and watching, look. Well, if you're not, then <laughs> well, kind of well done, but um, I sort of, <laughs> sort of hope you are. This is not gonna happen again. Um, and uh, uh, and any little girl who's, who's practicing their speech on the telly, you never know. And when I, I, I used to work as a cleaner and I loved that job. I did spend quite a lot of my time imagining this. Oh, please wrap up, right, okay. And um, uh, thank you. And my husband, Ed, my best friend, I love you so much, 25 years, you've been my best supporter and he's gonna cry. Um, I'm not, and um, uh, thank you so much. I do, uh, uh, Fox, everybody, everybody, the cast, the crew, Francis, <laughs> Sam, thank you. Oh, thank you so much, um, Lady Gaga. But no, and, and then uh, she's just been so consistent since winning the Oscar, which, I mean, is unfortunately for, you know, I, 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 not even, I think, for actresses, but also actors, like, will occasionally fail to keep up the momentum uh, from when they won the Oscar from how they will do after. But then currently she has like the Puss in Boots movie that was a surprise, The Lost Daughter, Mitchell's Version of Machines, Kendall mentions The Father. Um, you know, just like- you know, Did she get an Oscar solid... nom for The Lost Daughter? Or am I making that up? She... Yes, yeah. And she got one for The Father, didn't didn't she? No, that can't, no? she didn't get one for both. That could have been, that would No? Been... Okay, maybe I'm- hang one i it's i feel like i'm on but it's one of those things now you're just like oh she's probably gonna get an oscar nom for that now and oh, no, she, she did get like, it for the father interesting yeah yeah, yeah. Supporting actor. that's right no, i she black out sort of that like pandemic year <laughs> no i don't blame you and yeah. like, you know um but no it's like that she's kind of like a meryl streep tier now or he's just like if she's in a big thing, then expect her to like. Oh, that's right. The father was a to. year before the lost daughter. That's why yes. I didn't think. Yes. Wow. She she got yeah. started in 2019 and has already has three Oscar nominations and one win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't all, think she's all, slowing down. Yeah. 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 I don't either. Yeah. That's great. What a like. And that's like a. It just kind of like came out of nowhere. Like she's her like, well, like she's an older actress. You know, like, like really impressive to like. 
Yeah. And you like want her at an award show, you know, yes. like she's yes. going to make the show better. Right. right. Very charismatic. <laughs> very funny. Yeah. No, definitely. And definitely. She's and she's getting with Wonka and she's also that's coming out this year. And something else that's coming out soon that she also got the bag for is a uh, secret invasion. Jack, do you know what secret invasion is? It's a Disney plus show that it's comes a... out in a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> it star it has one of the more star-studded casts you could possibly have for something um you and me who's in it i don't know uh samuel l jackson uh-huh. ben mendelson <laughs> amelia clark oh my god holby smolders uh, okay this King is a marvel adir okay martin freeman don Cheadle. You are correct. It is a Nick Fury show, television show that is coming out in a week. And she's a big part of. (laughs) They should have just named it like Fury or something. Like no one knows what Secret Invasion is alluding to. (laughs) Secret Invasion is the fucking, it's the comic book uh, event that it's kind of basing itself off of. Um, It's the idea that, you know, those scrolls, you know, everyone's, you know, those scrolls that everyone takes talking about, those fucking scrolls. You know, Ben Mendelsohn, he played a scroll in Captain Marvel. Everyone remembers those alien species, the scrolls. We no. all remember those scrolls. The scrolls, man. They're, they're, <laughs> they shapeshift. They're in our government. It's nuts, yeah. man. Um, they, That's the whole thing, though. It's like, what if everyone was a scroll besides like a few people? And what if they were in our government? And you're like, whoa, yeah. what do we do? <laughs> Iron Man? Nah. Captain America? Nah. Nick Fury? Yeah. <laughs> you know, He's the seven-year-old that's been, like, He's collecting gonna save everyone. The day. He's going <laughs> right. to save the day. Right. Marvel's yeah. really got the finger on the pulse for everyone right. wants. <laughs> Yeah. I do feel but, like literally everyone on Twitter is going to be talking about this out of nowhere, I feel, because everyone just ends up watching all well, of these anyway. It's Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel L. Jackson. So, of course, I'm going to watch it. What, like, <laughs> yeah. what a what do you expect? What am I supposed to do now? Ben Mendelssohn and Samuel L. Jackson? I mean, yeah, I'm watching this fucking thing. I don't, what do you, I don't know what you're expecting yeah. of me. I don't I have self-control. Yeah. It's six episodes. Did you watch so Samuel L. Jackson's Apple TV show where he plays like a dying old man or something? Um, was Ben <laughs> Mendelssohn in it? I don't think so. Okay, so you so need no. the combination of those two. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also just will watch Ben Mendelssohn eat dirt. Um, yeah, I don't care. I, I love we, that man. Dermot yeah. Mulroney is also going to be in this. Who to thunk it? Who to thunk it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be not great, but whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll watch six episodes of it and then do something else. Um, but yeah, that's what Olivia Coleman has coming up. Yeah. So I think Wonka we and this is going to be a bummer year. This is going to be a bummer year. This is her. Yeah, this is her. She, got two, not, she had two two years of an Oscar nom. So I think yeah. she'll be okay for a minute. Yeah. So yeah. after this, she, she gets the back this year, goes back to, you mm-hmm. know, fucking killing it the next. Right. You know, right. She can do right. dumb stuff. It's fine. Um, if she gets a nom, nom from Wonka, wouldn't that be funny? That would be very funny. That would, um, sh- that would who truly show how unstoppable she is. I don't right. Know. Wonka's mom. Right. I don't fucking care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Wonka could be good. Wonk mom. Wonk mom. Wonka mom. Mom Wonka. Wonkum. Mother Wonka. Oh yeah, that is like I keep yeah, that is like that's like a, that sounds like a curse word now. Mother Wonka. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I did talk yeah. about Samuel Jackson earlier. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but you know, she's very good in this. Um, yes. Like the dry, the dry delivery and like the emotionless um but also banter. like very like, smug yeah like, i'm yeah, yeah. you <laughs> right and like she exists like, and kind of about- scary yeah yeah <laughs> like we speak about the toaster, the like, yeah the toaster thing is like yeah, we never masturbate you're a pathetic yeah. little man like a coward yeah. you're gonna yeah. die like a horse or whatever the fuck <laughs> she says and we're just like yeah. god damn all right olivia <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny just like like it could it could be so cruel but just like her delivery is unmatched yeah um and i think that's just like the smart thing about using her in your arsenal which is like oh my gosh like she like does bring that character to to feel like like she's in on the joke but also like is sort of like the cruel um hotel manager and um, yeah yeah and we're talk- yeah yeah i know seriously <laughs> uh, yeah she's so but, good yeah yeah but we talk about like control with um with rachel vice and like how she's so good in that mode and it's like that's really olivia coleman here mm. um yeah or at least a false sense of control mm-hmm. um right. she needs right. it's all a lot of it's like positioning and posture for her Mm-hmm. um it's like what i think i can control what i what, you know even though maybe i can't and keeping um, up the act of something that that could be a, a possible reality for everyone in the hotel when in fact like they know better um like i'm thinking about the the demonstration for like the heimlich maneuver thing or like you know like when they're oh, it's so displaying funny. it's it's yeah. so funny and it's just like um you know it's like when the woman is getting raped and it's like oh like if you only have help, a partner to save help, you yeah. help, 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 help. Yeah. <laughs> ah, like the arms are flailing <laughs> and then the song performance i can't i don't yeah. know what song she's singing mm-hmm. um it's great that's so funny i mm. it's crazy how a dynamic a career she has made for herself even though she's a british stereotype <laughs> yeah she does do mm-hmm. mostly the same thing in every well I mean, yes, but I mean, just in like aesthetic and the way she talks, like just her pure existence yeah. as a British stereotype. It's crazy Hollywood didn't force her to become a British character actor, how she was able yeah. to escape that. That's almost like an incredible achievement when you think about it. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. And she like does how, give like yeah. school marm, like, yeah, when you sort of look at her, but mm-hmm. she played the no queen of fucking England. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Like she's, she's well, what are we talking like, about right now? Yeah. No, she's sort of like an Amalda Staunton type, but sort of like could branch out. Like, I don't know. Angela Lansbury, motherfucker. Angela Lansbury. (laughs) Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. it's a Um, new age. It is. It's very impressive. Um, Yeah. Even even though it's like, I think the Fleabag thing helped because that that had so much like cultural appeal and not so much like a british um sensibility subversive and yeah like yeah, yeah it was and she was given such a dynamic character to play um like i was reading the through, yeah and i was giving i was like reading through her filmography again and it's like i sort of had to like yada yada through some stuff because like it does feel like very british but then like um then ahead of that is something like the favorite or it's the lost daughter like oh wait like in between something that's very british like 
feeling. It's just like these major projects. Um, well, it's but she was such a British stereotype that they, that fucking Edgar Wright casted her as a British stereotype in fucking Hot Fuzz. Like that's like oh, right. you don't think a supporting yeah. character in Hot Fuzz is actually going to win an Oscar someday. Yeah, yeah. No one thinks that. That's not a thought anyone has. But she did. She plays yeah. random random British police officer number five or whatever the fuck in yeah. uh, Hot Fuzz and wins an Oscar, what, 10 years later? No, yeah. not even 10. Well, maybe 10. Yeah, like, 10. That's, yeah. that's a crazy, like, 11. and I don't know if yeah. she was in Shaun of the Dead. I'm not, maybe, I don't think she was at World's End. Um, But like, yeah, she, like, but that tells you she's like a comedic British actress right. who plays British stereotypes. Mm-hmm. If and, yeah, and yeah. Broadchurch probably was also one of the big because that show was huge because that was that that was when like true crime and like crime television was really like detective shows were really taking mm-hmm. a peak when it came mm-hmm. to prestige television. Ooh, we have five episodes this season. That's it. That's all you're gonna get. And then we got Luther. And that's like four episodes. We're the BBC. We don't do television like those fucking Americans. <laughs> um, and then they have their, and then the Fox remake comes out and that, and she's not in it and it bombs. But that was like a show that did cro- cross a lot of culture, like fucking a lot of, you know, you know, women in their fifties watch that show over here. So it's yeah. like, because um, that's the BBC, that's the BBC uh, viewing audience. Um, or at least it was at that time. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no. So it's. It, it, I think this. It was the perfect buildup. Yeah, like everything totally. kind of fit perfectly into yeah. it coming to the fa- and then the favorite and, and the favorite bag and then it just explodes. Yeah. It's, it's like a volcano. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And then what's interesting is like Queen Anne in the favorite is also like a stereotype, but it's she's hysterical, but it's like still like but dynamic. The but dynamic. She, yeah. she's yeah. the least royal fucking person ever. Mm-hmm. She's like yeah. wailing, has yeah. bad feet, fucking yeah, wants to fuck everything. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, like fucking jump out of a window. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, she won. She won an Oscar for that. She That's crazy. Oscar. It's a black yeah. ass comedy. Like it is yeah. like dark comedy to the yeah. nines. And she and they're like, and she plays like, and she doesn't have like a lot of dramatic, like real thespian moments in that. Movie. Yeah, there's no like big, like Oscar-y scene. I don't no. think. And that, that yeah, it's remember. sort of the magic of that movie where it's just like it's so unlike what we would expect. Where you know the wife is what we would expect for like, um, and she was so new. But she what really if there was a like, wife? What if, <laughs> that we keep asking this question, um, but no, she just she campaigned. And everyone loved yeah. her. And I think that really sold like anyone who's voting where it's just like, and of, co- of course, like the big story of that was just like a lot of Academy members like assumed like each other were voting for Glenn and then they would be more comfortable voting for Olivia, which is, mm-hmm. you know, fascinating. It's just one of those years that you just want to see the vote counts, right? right. Just, like, yeah. And then I've heard like, oh, there was a split between like Glenn and Gaga. And I was like, I don't know yes, if Gaga... Yeah. I'm not sure um, that she got that many votes. I don't know. I don't feel because like... I think it was Critics' Choice when Glenn and Gaga did actually tie. Oh um, yeah, they did. Which and I that's think she was, was like. Yeah. I remember she said that like Glenn Close <laughs> was friends with her mom or something. That's right. And we read yeah. something, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, this is like a weird turn of events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I really want to see the votes from yeah. that. Yeah. Seriously. Wild year. 
Um, um, I think that's kind of all of the actors. I mean, yeah. we can like get back it's to like the notable. film. like Yeah. Yeah. I mean, John uh, C. Um, Riley's doing John C. Riley shit. Like, what else? Yeah. Like, you know, he, 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 <laughs> yeah. he's doing in, like bit. little Swiss Army. It's so funny how. the reason I keep bringing up my girlfriend is because she's I I always like to see what the non-movie watcher like someone like she watches movies but isn't like obsessed what her immediate like she's not me actually us right exactly right and you know she couldn't I don't think she could have named like any of them like and she's bad with naming actors off the top of her head you're like oh yeah John C. Riley. And mm. it's kind of, it made me realize, I mean, even all, more than already, like, he is really like an institution. Yeah. He is been like, around a and, long ass time. Yeah. And he's one of the most dynamic actors we have currently in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If you look, yeah. and he has an impeachable fucking filmography, like mm. a, the, a body of work that is crazy to think about. He's the guy who is plays, you know, like the tragic fucking dude in Magnolia and also yeah. the, you know, asinine uh stepbrother and stepbrothers yeah mm-hmm. he is like he is beloved for his will ferrell comedies and also a a, a frequent pta collaborator mm-hmm. yeah um, and, and it really is like stepbrothers that shifts his career um mm-hmm. and i think I, I hesitate to call it his most famous role but it's certainly it could be like a generation I mean, defining one because I think it's like well you then you have walk hard which is like yeah and his yeah. own thing yeah, that yeah. is him he's on the, he's literally on the poster shirt off yeah. um, the Dewey Cox story the Dewey Cox story and it's the and and I think those two are like a year or two apart also uh Step Brothers and Dewey Cox yeah and then I you have I, yeah. like when I was first introduced to him, like I had, I thought he was just one of like the, like Judd Apatow, that sort of like universe. Of, the like, collection actors. of com- white comedy actors. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. mm. <laughs> like I didn't know that he was got a, a roster actor. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's not even yeah. an Apatow guy, which is so funny because yeah, you would not, assume like that would be half yeah, his career. That. Yeah, he's an Adam McKay guy. Yeah, because Adam a lot McKay of those guy. guys get swapped, but a lot of those guys get swallowed by the Apatow verse or right. whatever the fuck. Yeah. And and he avoided that. He was able to still do his silly little fucking comedies. And obviously, he does not have a perfect fucking record of uh, movies. I mean, like fucking no. Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Um, but he's still it's able to do that way. while also like I'm also going to do the Sisters Brothers, and mm-hmm. I'm also going to do yeah, and and whatever you think about Disney and the recent animation of the years, he is pretty great and iconic as Ralph. I was going to say, I think that's probably his most iconic role of the decade. And yeah, and it's one, and that's deserved because of how good he is in those movies. Yeah. Whether you like him or not, he, is a ter- he gives terrific, terrific pathos to that yeah. character. Um, and is so animated in general. He's also a goofy looking human being. Yeah, you walk, right. look at him. You want he just laugh. looks like a comedy actor. The, curl, the curliest of hairs, the biggest of foreheads, the tallest of structures. The man's the a comedy. It's perfect. Yeah. I saw this one. Hilarious too. Yeah, it's it is it is really really good. Um, I, I saw a tweet once that was like John C. Riley looks like as if someone told you to draw a person, like just like like if you like we're just told like sketch out what you think a, a guy looks like. Um, and you know one of our first episodes ever was we need to talk about Kevin, and I think that's the only time that we've discussed him. Oh wait, is he the this. dad in that? 
He's the dad in that, yeah, and he's quite good. I've watched even that in though, so long. Like he is like certainly like off to the side of the movie. Like it's nowhere right. near his perspective. He's um, he has a few crucial scenes in there, but um, no, he's I I I always love him. Um, who doesn't i want to yeah. meet that person i want to meet yeah. that person who's like you know john c Riley kind of sucks i want to meet that person i want to fight that person in the street <laughs> yeah and it goes to show like um this indelible feeling of like the approachable actor because we just recorded our episode on long shot and we mm-hmm. said a similar thing about seth rogan where it's just like i feel like we could have him on the pod and he'd be like okay with it you know it's like yeah. <laughs> and I, I think the same about john c Riley. it's like yeah, I want to talk movies. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I think John C. Riley would be more down than Seth Rogen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, Riley seems like one of the most approachable act- like celebrities to ever live. You even want to call him just celebrity. I, I truly, there's no, I, I've never sensed even an ounce mm-hmm. of entitlement from that man or like pre-judgment. Yeah, he just seems yeah. like he likes to work. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny because you say that he likes to work and yes, his decade is like pretty, he, it is consistent um, and he does all sorts of movies um, from like how many sizes of movies, but he hadn't worked that much since his 2018 year. Um, yeah, because you have Brett, Ralph Bricks, the internet and what? Yeah, you, have and Brick, you have Stan and Ollie, you have Holmes and Watson oh. and you have the Sisters Brothers. Um how did he how did that year turn out to be a net positive when Holmes and Watson's in there that's impressive yeah that should have been a sinker of a year and he actually kind of came out of that unscathed I know (laughs) but but then he has the cameo in Licorice Pizza and the cameo in Stars and Stars at Noon but um I think he's just like he likes he's in the Claire Denis movie Stars and he has a cameo in a Claire Denis film it's really random um he plays does he play himself I mean, like borderline. Uh, he plays Margaret Qualley's boss, um, and he skypes into the movie. Oh my gosh! I thought what a guy. <laughs> you would like cool. the movie. You should. I cannot force I'm myself a, to watch that. Yeah. I'm a yeah. Denis. I'm a Denis. I'm a Denis head. I love me some Claire, but that's yeah. also so fucking funny that he yeah. was like, "Yeah, sure, Claire. Yeah, you want a favor? <laughs> I got. I'll do it. No worries, yeah. bro. I got you." <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, um, he's the best. Oh. Benny Safty is also great in the movie, speaking of Americans. Um yeah, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we love him. Um, he's really good in the movie. Um what like his reaction to getting the toaster in his hand is so funny. His his slap fight with Ben Wishaw. <laughs> it's it's so good. <laughs> um he's about I remember- to shoot uh Oh, it's so uh, David funny. in the woods, yeah. and he's yeah. like, "You're my best friend." He's like, yeah, you're my, or you're my favorite friend. person in the world." He's like, "I don't think yeah. I'm your favorite person." Yeah. In the world. <laughs> you're a little quick to rush that judgment. Yeah. Like that. yeah. John, who's that? I don't know John. I'm never. I'm never. Oh, him. I didn't think of that name. I only think of you. Yeah. Farrell is brilliant in that scene because yeah. yeah. oh god, it's so everything's so deadpan, but it's mm-hmm. like. It's like also like he does maybe the worst line you could ever think of, but the world is so bizarre that you can't tell if it's actually working or not. I know. <laughs> like, especially when David is in any sort of argument, it's just like his like quips are so good. 
that's awful. That's really awful. <laughs> when after he gets blue balls, like he says it to himself, and as he's walking away, that's this is horrible. This is really yeah. awful. I feel, oh, awful. Uh, I um, love when he's uh trying to or like pretending to be what's her name? Is it like the very cruel woman or the very it's literally that apparently she's only really worked with Yorgos in the previous pre- like she doesn't have like a career really yeah like, she's this, in, besides um, like greek film yeah she's in dog's tooth and yes. alps yeah mm. but um besides yeah I that, love... she's not in much yeah she's just like waiting for Yorgos to cast her in something <laughs> i guess ready for another uh, uh, phone call yeah 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 but yeah no i mean there's so many moments between when he kicks the kid, like you stupid little kid. Oh look, she's gonna limp just like her father or whatever the fuck. It's so god damn. Oh, is Those it Angel? M- yeah, it's Angeliki Papu Papulia. Sure. Yeah, I think that's the absolutely. Yeah, that's very her Greek name. Sound, very Greek. Don't sound. wear it out. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, and I do love the biscuit woman. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Just her screams, like her wailing is just so like pitch perfect. It's so good. And David's gonna have a lie down. Like he can't be disturbed yeah. by <laughs> and I love him. He's like, on second thought, no, I want her to have a a, a long lasting death. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, change his the, mind. Jumped out of what? Four like the first floor, like jumped out of room 180, and I'm just like, girl come on <laughs> you could at least go to someone else's room really but... you can't you, we could we could have worked on that one come on no. you, like 180 <laughs> god damn oh my god yeah it's just like I, little things like that um yeah i it's i you know it was one of those things where i was laughing aloud like a lot um during yeah. the whole thing because it's i think the beauty of this film I mean, yeah, I don't think, like, I'm not, like, super raptured by the characters or whatever. I think it's the pure, how everything is so unexpected. Mm-hmm. How you can't predict a single fucking thing that happens in this movie. And any, and you're just, you can't wait to see what happens next. Even So, yeah, it was, like, fucking eight years since I seen it. So I could barely remember, like, I, I knew, like, the big points of the film. Mm-hmm. Um but I couldn't remember what happened scene after scene and what any character was going to say at any point. Um, and I feel like even if you rewatch it a lot, you're still just kind of like, how the fuck does that happen? Yeah. Like, see, how is this? How is this the transition to this scene? Mm. Um, I, it's all, I mean, to the point of when the speaking of the biscuit lady, when they're on the bus and she's like, you know, I can just give you a fellatio. I can give you a blowjob. You know, I, I'm okay with anal sex. And just like, and then the then of course you're like, okay, this is gonna happen. But there's no way in the middle of this kind of funny, hilarious conversation that uh, Rachel Weiss and her narration is gonna come up, and then right. it does. And you're like, okay. And then she no just re- like repeats what she says. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like the woman said, blah yeah. blah blah. Exactly. It, it's all yeah. just so. It's everything is off kilter, and you're just. Yeah, and I, I really like the idea of that this world is basically transformed into a world that emotional maturity doesn't exist and like mm-hmm. real social interactions, which makes sense with like the pure binary factor of you can either be with someone that we want you to be with or you can never be with anyone ever. Yeah. Um, and my, you know, and it was what 
um, my girlfriend pointed out was the idea of like right after. So there's the shoe size thing. Um, well, for, uh, for no, first it goes the are you heterosexual or are you um, homosexual? And he's like, well, is buy an option? Like, no, not really. Not after last year's instant, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes straight into are you a size 44 or 45 i'm 44 and a half you're either 44 or 45 yeah yeah right 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 um and uh kendall you used a word earlier about how the structure of it we said by by bifurcated. bifurcated structure so it's 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 really that one you know it's like one two one two one two yeah, it's yeah. this very like super binary look, way of operating in every single aspect right um and it's really, yeah, it's like a world that is just kind of deteriorated into this like A or B sensation and no one actually knows how to talk to anyone mm-hmm. anymore or act. Mm-hmm. Everyone's back in like, like everyone's like an elementary school student when it comes to like dating or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, I, I know a fact too. Did you know that the basketball in a men's league wears 55 <laughs> grams and in a women's league it weighs 45 grams or around there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you, would you like to know what a, 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 a volleyball weighs? I would like mm-hmm. to know. Like, it's complete. Like, they're all. I get bloody noses, too. Right. It's, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. And and it, like they have evolved. to find they have to find something in common to, like, justify being, like, attracted to someone like like something that's, like, very shallow. They need to share in order to, like, mm-hmm. uh, justify their relationships. Yeah. Very childish. And even One of the like, first lines Farrell says is, "Was he? Did he wear glass? Did he wear glasses or contacts?" Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, in that in that uh, in that show, when the hotel manager is like performing for everybody, it's like it sort of does resemble like like a middle school dance or whatever. Like everyone was like yeah. paired up, and it's just like so staged and like awkward. But it really goes back to that like human desire for. Um, for systems and like you need operations and rules in place to like see fit but like the way that people see fit with this place is just like so emotionless um and then the ultimate irony for me is still like once you go back to the people in the woods it's just like they have even more rules it's just like there's no (laughs) there's no um out for for anyone who um he wants to feel validated, but without any restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Nuance is not a concept. Yeah, that the scene, the dance scene is like very cringy. I don't know why I just found it so cringy. Like when he when David like walks in slow motion over to like ask the girl to dance. I don't know. It was just like this is so weird to watch like grown ass people do. I just even though you I guess you do do that like at a club or something, but I don't yeah. know. The way she's just like sitting down with like it's so much less a group sexy. of girls. Yeah. yeah. And they're all just like looking up at him. Um. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's like. Um, do you guys know the show Pen Fifteen? I know oh, it. I haven't, haven't watched it. it yeah, no. I know it, it but, like, I but I know the vibes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's like those adult. It's like yeah, it's that concept. Like you have adults playing teenagers, and it's just it's like such a funny like visual idea. Um, yeah. I think Yorgos really nails it here, and. You know, if there's anything in the movie that really sticks with me, um, anytime that I've seen it, it's the ending. Um, and it's just like Diva's choice to like conform to the short-sighted woman or 
just like give up entirely with relationships at all and um if he left her or anything like that but um i don't know what what did you get do you guys have any takes i mean it's a very striking image yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. same um i don't know why in my mind i just assumed he like stabbed his eyes out like i didn't think the other thing yeah i didn't think so i i I, and i talked to i talked to my girlfriend after i think one i think i don't know stabbing your eyes out for someone is really like boy howdy i would have to be fucking head over heels and like in a i would have to be literally high on love like absolutely fucking wasted on i would have to be dating colin farrell that's a good point that's a good point that's a good point um I don't. I, I think he's such a kind of a shallow person and kind of selfish in a lot of ways. Um, mm. I just can't see him doing that. I, if it's because it's mm. not for self preservation, he also was. He also wasn't super plussed about her being blind in general. In a in a way, and is like, you know, no, I want to. Can I have a kiss? Like, no. I, okay, I guess we won't play this game anymore. I guess I'll see you some other time. Like, I don't think. I, I think he's kind of a bad guy. Um, so it's, unless he thinks this is the only way to preserve him not turning into an animal, I don't think he does it. Um, that was my instinct though, but you know, I would like to think that he stabbed stabbed his eyes out and they all live happily ever after, but who knows? I would like to visualize that. Yeah. Yeah. And and then of course. gnarly. Yeah. (laughs) Just have that knife so close up to your eye and just like, and I'm like, whoa, all right. Uh, I can't. Yeah. The first watch. (laughs) <laughs> like before you know it like cuts off right before he makes a decision it's like very yeah. jarring and it's that kind of movie that of course and of course we'll see in sacred deer uh it's not afraid to show violence and of course it's just yeah. like oh, violence is something dog. that should that should be like oh the dog just like oh. unafraid to to display but um yeah and david just doesn't doesn't realize he's a shit um which is like really the, like another layer to the comedy where it's like you know, he thinks that he's just like lonely and pathetic um, to like maybe his brother's passing Bob or like he's unattractive or whatever. But it's just like, no, you're just like unpleasant <laughs> at all. And it's just like, it's so funny to see someone like with that little self-awareness. Um, and in my favorite scene, it's just like it shows um, it shows what he what he does when he like finally gains control and um yeah i i you know it's one of those things though like i don't necessarily blame all of his behavior or his like tendencies of being selfish on him because that's like the world that has been created for him for Mm -hmm. self-preservation you have to be super artificial because that's how connections are made in this world is you have to have an artificial fucking super like like super superficial connection to someone and you have to spend the rest of your life with that person or you're fucked Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't Uh, i didn't sort of read him as like a douche or unpleasant i don't know just because like this world everyone is sort of unpleasant and like the circumstances like force you to be this like uh like selfish robot of a person but but do you you think you could break the Right, but it's like one of those things. Like, even if it's not his fault, could he break that programming to stab his eyes out for, to for like true love or whatever that is? Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I'm like harsh on him, but it's also yeah, I obviously understand that this is 
they they created this this is not him like they they are the reason why these people have to fucking break their nose in order to not get turned into an animal yeah oh that was hard to watch i didn't like that yeah he's so (laughs) even though we didn't see it but is it is it coming is it it coming out is it coming out (laughs) Uh, i know and it's just like the camera just does not move away it's like oh my god i can't he's so Um, funny i love he's one of my favorite actors i think like ever like i just yeah i just yeah i think he's like so so and of course, like he has, you know, he's gonna be. You know, we've talked about him on, on Paddington, and um, one of the best vocal performances in the decade yeah. by far. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have good like voice actors anymore. I don't know. No, they're like all just when... Chris, there's Chris Pratt and yeah. fucking <laughs> like and, and I love Taylor John C. Riley. Right, and that's the thing. It's like it's crazy if you look back at like the first Wreck-It Ralph. You're like, you know, John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman is actually kind of like. All right, that's not like a a plus celebrities. Those are people yeah, who have like right. very inspired. incredible yeah. and like you know unique voices. Okay, that's pretty cool. Good job. But but now that and now that seems like they're casting like unknowns from the New York theater mm-hmm. scene compared to how they cast voice actors nowadays. Yeah, like right. it's right. like oh my like imagine John C. Riley being the main character in any of these new animated films. That's why I'm really excited for. Uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie that's produced produced by um, the uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg is because for the turtles they have just fucking random teenagers like not like mm-hmm. movie oh. stars and any that like legit teenagers and oh, that's, yeah, cool. that's um, how it used to be like just right. random you know but yeah. also like actual teenagers not like adults not, right. not, not like Johnny Knoxville I mean, no, yeah. no, 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 you know, not a ton of shade there, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I know someone who saw it recently um, and they told me it's very good. And that, that authentic authenticity of those vocal uh, performances hit really home and make the movie what it is. My, I love the moment. I love how anytime you see an animal in those woods, you're like, is that a person? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, know, you see the. <laughs> The, ca- the the background camel is fucking hilarious when that camel I forgot you know, about you get that. in the woods yeah it just there's like yeah. a random camel oh, yeah. walks in the back of the shot <laughs> it that's when you're like yorgos you beautiful greek hairy man beautiful. love it thank you so much he's like <laughs> that's so funny just like you know what the scene yeah. needs right now a camel okay <laughs> And then you Hold see a random full fl- that thought, Colin. Right, right. Let's well, CGI a camel in here, guys. Come on, this is where the budget's gonna go. Um, <laughs> How much money do we have left over? Do we have enough for a camel? To- and yeah, and then you'll see like the you'll see like a pig, and you know you'll see animals that are very much like absolutely that you would think that could be in that environment, but you're still like, well, that still could definitely be a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh there's a you know flamingo at some point we're like that's definitely a person no there's yeah. not there's some random flamingo hanging around but all those moments it's like where you question like the real existence of this world and also like question like i don't know it's just really like, i mean the idea that he has his brother is a dog that he just has it's hilarious yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes yeah no and it's like and it's like you remember like oh wait a minute like when you see the dog it's like oh right oh yeah that's a person i know who that is that's a that was the a fucking person. um the we- the shot of from him in his hotel window and him in him seeing the pony the like irish girl with the great hair 
get you know with um ben wishaw's wife the best yeah. friend yeah that's like that's oh right. hi yeah. how's it going <laughs> yeah and the pony has the same hair that the best friend had but it's also it's not just... like they can like like it's not like the dog uh david's brother is like interacting with him at all he's no just, absolutely like, not corner. yeah he's just <laughs> it's like, like, he doesn't like, have the, like he still yeah, doesn't have it's... like you would think they would have the emotional capacity of yeah like, a human i the guess dog... his personality would yeah. like <laughs> go on to the dog but he's just a dog the dog just seems like aimless and and yeah. like <laughs> david is like just carrying it around like like it to his side um clay we haven't even i think you're a huge fan uh we haven't said the name michael smiley yet greatest. oh thank you oh my yeah. god michael smiley yeah. the greatest yeah. he looks incredible in a suit yeah. nice short hair mm-hmm. absolutely uh, a product yorgos of, cleaned him know, up absolutely and you know his great line deliveries as always amazing accent i mean mm-hmm. michael smiley ladies and gentlemen uh yeah. he he also is in of the product of the bbc detective shows with like luther and yes. like with olivia right. coleman and Broadchurch. Um, and mm. yeah, I love smiley's. I'm not lying to you. Why would I lie to you? I'm not short-sighted. I'm not short-sighted. <laughs> like all like, you know, and they just grab him. I'm just like, not like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not lying. Why would I lie? Mm-hmm. He's um, so, and he plays it so straight. It's yeah. so funny. Um, it's also a bit of a specter reunion with both having Lacey do and best Ben Wesha, uh, in the cast. Um, and, and I, I think, you know, and I like the, the inclusion of Lacey do. I think she's so, she's like always, a good friend i think she's also someone else like you know you can use her in particular modes but like she can be in bad movies and be like misused pretty easily um Mm -hmm. but um and and with her casting it also like reminds you like this was a english dutch french co-production to get like the financing for this movie and it's just like with that many there's like, like 12 different countries yeah di- involved 12 different countries involved yeah like a multi-hyphenate um yeah. production studios that's very funny along with a24 of course but right um yeah. I, I think it's also i, I mean we kind of already said this but we i, I think a, re- a lot of reasons we're chatting out a lot of actors and we're discussing the actor's performance and also their career in general and in you know in, in uh in reflection to this film is this is one of the most perfectly casted films you could ever make yeah. Leah yeah. Sadu being the conniving revolutionary French woman who mm-hmm. who doesn't doesn't care if someone gets stabbed to death, and mm-hmm. like Michael Smiley being the, the random you know British gentleman who's also kind of like anti-authoritarian uh, you know anti-authority. Um, fucking Colin Farrell being this kind of lovable sap, even though it might not be perfectly casted initially, but then you think about it and see how his betrayal is perfect. Um, you know Olivia Coleman playing mm-hmm. like this like British stereotype hotel manager. Um, it's like all no, I mean every even to the bit characters. I mean John C. Riley playing this buff- lisping buffoon, and mm-hmm. you know Ben Wishaw playing this very upright, yeah. very serious like I need to do this kind of person mm-hmm. who also is kind of a goofball. I mean it, yeah. it's just uh, you can't get better casting. And we this. and do and do we know who Yorgos Lanthimos' partner is? Uh, but he's married to the maid. Uh, Ariane Labitte. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, good yeah. for him. God, okay. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a good he's a good looking man, but all right. Yeah. Okay, your ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I I agree. Um, and every it's a bit of like you know, I think Yorgos has gotten some comparisons to like 
I've heard like uh, he's Wes Anderson darker cousin or something. Um, mm. And it's it, I mean I wouldn't go that I wouldn't I have never thought you know to yeah to I don't think of them compare together, but, but um, while what they do I think share in common is like the actors are molded to be committed to their projects like you can't half-ass this kind of like a demanding austere role where it's like every every piece needs to fit perfectly into each other uh and every performance just needs to like complement one another and both Yorgos and Wes's landscapes can can do that um yeah and this casting is unreal and then and when he goes on to cast the favorite in Sacred Deer, I think it's just another version of that. Um, especially what, like he just kind of discovered Barry Keegan, who's like yeah, now he put him on crushing the it. Yeah, crushing it. Yeah, so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's one of our first episodes. What's with him and Irish people? That's what I want to do. <laughs> Is you, got Keoghan, Irish, and, um, you got Keoghan. Yeah, Farrell. I was wondering. I was like, did Colin suggest? Like, did Colin know Barry and like suggest him, or did he just like randomly find this child? Colin, <laughs> fun fact, actually knows every Irish person. I don't know if people knew that. He has yeah. a Rolodex of all of them. It's actually not that. It's not as big as you think. Uh, the Irish are uh, actually all related people. to each other. Also, okay. I mean, I didn't say uh-huh. that, but I'm glad you're saying it, brother. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've been on some forums and saying some stuff about the Irish. <laughs> So I'm glad I'm only I'm here to relay a message. I'm here to there you go. Just uh, don't shoot the messenger. You're filthy people. I don't know what to tell you. No, and we love each other. Um, shout out to all my Irish out there. Uh, I know I give you a lot of crap, but it comes from a place of love. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think we can get to favorite scene, and I actually yeah, because no I, I what my favorite scene is because it's so funny because I just. You know, we are we're discussing like how well cast the movie is and just like how great the performances are, but it's and and we all love the movie, but it's like it's just not that plotty. Um yeah, like no, it's all vibes and like but it's just like it's like yeah, and like you know, you get like really the tone is really confronting you within the first few scenes from like the uh bump 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 like that musical cue that keeps on coming in um that's always really stuck with me but yeah um it's it's an interesting movie i i think it really has like carried on a life because your ghost was on such a hot streak in the later half the decade Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think my yeah because i feel like all the jokes in the film are kind of like equally funny like there's not like a moment that makes you like laugh way harder than another moment i don't know but i like the moment that sticks out for me is the um uh ben wishaw's wife uh friend the pony girl when she's <laughs> um when she's like about to be when like her time is up and she's about to be uh transformed and oh, she yeah. and she's like reading her the poem like you'll always be my best friend and yeah. you know i love you so much and then just like the slap out of nowhere that's a good like yorgus uh like motif i guess like just yeah. well it's also the friends like i'm gonna remember you when i make so many more friends yeah. when i go back to the city and yeah. it's like and she said it so in like slaps and the the reaction she's like 
yeah. like for right there and go straight into i would like to see the film stand by me alone so, yeah. or, you know she starts with keeper sutherland river phoenix and in, um and the another actor and, and olivia coleman's yeah. like terrific film right yeah <laughs> that's i feel like yorgos's movies always had these like random like pop culture references whether it's like music or like mm-hmm. you know or the ellie the, golding song and killing right the Deer. yeah that just like jolts you like back into reality like oh they're like mm-hmm. not completely on like you know a separate planet but yeah definitely yeah, i love yeah. that no yeah yeah definitely. i'm still thinking about it morning ladies So, today is your last day. And as is customary, you can choose how you would like to spend your last night. What I always say in these situations is it would be wise to do something you can't do as an animal. For example, read a work of classic literature or sing a song you really like. It would be silly to choose, for example, a walk in the grounds or to have sexual intercourse with another person because those are things you can do as an animal. But first, your best friend has written something she'd like to read to you, which is really very touching. We always sat together at school. And whenever I had a problem, I talked to you about it because you always gave the best advice. When we didn't manage to find dance partners at the school prom, the fact that we were together at that difficult moment gave me strength. I'm sorry that things have come to this. I'm sure that if you had a few more days, you would find someone just like I did because you're an admirable person and you have very beautiful hair and very nice breasts. I was always jealous of your hair, you know that. You were, are, and always will be my best friend and I'll think of you often and I'll always wear those silver earrings you gave me for my birthday. I'll miss you and however many new girlfriends I make in a few days when I move back into the city, I don't think I'll find another as true. I'd like to watch the film Stand By Me with River Phoenix, Kiefer Sutherland and Richard Dreyfuss alone. Excellent choice. Lovely film. Do you need some time to think? I have mine. You go. Yeah. Um, The, uh... Excellent choice. When when they're holding the hotel manager and her husband hostage. Oh, it's so funny. And then David goes off and then confronts John and his family. Um, he he doesn't have a bloody nose. He keeps on like putting red sand in his shirt and hitting his head against the wall. <laughs> He's behind you. <laughs> he gets um, slapped and he doesn't almost even recognize yeah, it. He yeah, just keeps yeah. going. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> he yeah, leaves right. the trank gun yeah. there. I noticed yeah. that. He just yeah. leaves it there, and I'm like, you don't want to grab that. <laughs> I forgot about the slapping. <laughs> it's like, and it's just like also the girl gives him gives oh, her the knife. Yeah. Kill him. Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they're all matching, wearing matching outfits. Um, Yeah, and then yeah, of course, like you have the husband like making that face that I always I always remember. Like he's like holding his breath in to shoot the gun. (laughs) It's just like nothing. (laughs) I I like sitting by myself alone. I I I do it. I mean, when she's doing stuff, I'm just here. I can live with by my with so. And it was funny though because I I initially when I would see this scene like was like kind of building up I'm like did I forget there is this horrific mass shooting scene where they go in and kill everybody I'm like that doesn't happen that's not 
I don't, that rem- I would have remembered this one. That doesn't yeah. happen. And then I see him, they take the Trent guns and I'm like, okay, all right. I still don't know what's going to happen here. But I like, I really like to think that how basically everyone besides, you know, um, Sado, Smiley, um, and Vice, and then Farrell, all the other people were going into separate rooms and ruining the relationships. And I'm very curious how that worked mm-hmm. out. The, logis- the logistics of this film are mind-bogglingly impossible, but they're very fun to think about. <laughs> Like, how did they get that set up? Where is, like, what? what's the documentation for this? Um, the transformation it, room, like, what happens there? Absolutely. And how does <laughs> Farrell, like, get Yeah, how that did he done? know how to do it? Yeah. yeah. And how and, do they, like, transform them into animals? Like, I don't know. In, can you do of, insects? There has to be. Can you do, like, that. a gerbil? <laughs> yeah. Like, how small can you go? A lapser is not that big. Right. Yeah. Um, like, how are the confines of the actual animal transition like are there rules to that specifics um but no i think it's just like the vibe of the movie is so pinpointed that you you're just not distracted to think about logistics it's really impressive you just keep if anything it's like a fun brain teaser it's just like oh i wonder how they figured that out in this world like yeah no it doesn't make or break it's like there's a plot hole and it's like jesus (laughs) plot holes you missed in the lobster like (laughs) That's a screenwriter article, right there. <laughs> um, you and you take 306. You and you take 240. You take 282. And you two take the yacht. Can I go to the yacht? Okay, then. So you take the yacht and you take 282. And uh, us three. We'll take the manager's room. We have 40 minutes. Basketball weighs between 550 and 650 grams. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yes. The weight's different for men's and women's games, but that's roughly how much it weighs. Do you know how much a volleyball weighs? I have something to tell you. His nose doesn't really bleed on its own. He bangs it against a wall, or a piece of hardwood, or something like that. Or he cuts it with a penknife when you're not looking. You two are not suited. Shut up. Dad, tell him to leave. I'm sleepy. And, and, and I'm quite sure that stain on his t-shirt isn't blood, but cherry juice, or tomato ketchup, or red watercolour paint, or something like that. Or beetroot juice. Do you love her? With all my heart. How much do you love her? On a scale of 1 to 15. 
14. 14 is a very impressive score. He loves her very much indeed. Who do you think we should kill? Who will be able to live on their own better? Here's the knife, Mom. Kill him! You better get out while you still can. Okay. That's all I came to say anyway. You. If this woman dies, do you think you'll manage on your own, or will you get involved with someone else? No. I, I can live alone. She can't. I'm on my own for hours when she's running the hotel. I like sitting in the room. Relaxes me. Calms me. I like it a lot. I can definitely live on my own. Be quiet. Take it. Shoot her. I was looking for you. I was masturbating behind those trees over there. Why aren't you dancing? My leg's a little sore. Did you dig your grave? Not yet. I don't mean to pressure you or to ruin the moon now that we're celebrating, but at some point you'll have to do it. Don't expect anyone else to dig your grave for you or to carry a corpse. We'll throw some dirt over you, but that's about it. Tomorrow, find a spot you like, where the ground isn't too rocky, and make a start. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. I think my favorite scene is when they start establishing the code. I think that's so yeah. funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know left hand behind the back yeah, is i want to fuck you right now right hand left the, hand right hand behind, danger yeah. right exactly or no you turn your yeah, left yeah. hand this way left head this way danger but we have to make sure we don't get that confused with right head means i love you more than anyone in the world and it pays off in an incredible scene where vice is blind and feral has to go up to her and communicate and to like communicate that he wants to also blind himself, he goes, 
right hand right hand up <laughs> sitting down knee like right knee bent and keeps going and it goes on longer than you think than you think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and she's like are you really sure and he's like yes <laughs> everything is played so straight i don't yeah. think there's a single person who really laughs in this movie um besides like once yeah. or twice no um, i don't think these people ever experienced laughter or humor you know or or humor of any kind um uh, uh, but yeah it was just oh that's uh oh man i have my 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 face hurts because i'm smiling so much uh it's a, just a very pleasant weird fucking movie that is just mm-hmm. really it's enjoyable to think about enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch um it, i mean it looks great obviously yeah. it's a lot of beige and grays but mm-hmm. it's I'm, I'm pretty sure it was shot on film right it does not didn't really look digital yes it I looked like 35 so. um and it's shot i'm wait hang because i know it's shot by someone like important i there's just a I lot of it. great yeah. grain film grain in this and yeah. really just like really cozy filmmaking in a way that even though it's not a cozy film mm-hmm. um Oh yeah, uh, and then whoever shot, yeah, and uh, Thomas Patatikas shot this. Who shot Dog Tooth and Secret Deer? Um, that, which, I mean, he, he does know. sound Greek. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. Can you say that name again? Thomas Patatikas. <laughs> yeah, that's a Greek guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Wait a minute. It's not. Of it's cinematographers. It's not Thomas. I misread it. It's Timinus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah. 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 Um, Timinus. Yeah, yeah. King uh, of Kings. <laughs> I want my camera. Timinus. <laughs> um, but it is a very weird and interesting movie, but it's funny to think like just how That's so it was funny. so beloved at the time. And like it did get a wide amount of exposure. And you know, A24 and you know, it's can premiere really helped that, but um it doesn't it's not inaccessible which is like just like really cool um yeah we've developed a code so that we can communicate with each other even in front of the others without them knowing what we are saying when we turn our heads to the left it means i love you more than anything in the world and when we turn our heads to the right it means watch out we're in danger We had to be very careful in the beginning not to mix up I love you more than anything in the world with Watch out, we're in danger. When we raise our left arm, it means I want to dance in your arms. When we make a fist and put it behind our backs, it means let's fuck. The code grew and grew as time went by and within a few weeks, we could talk about almost anything without even opening our mouths. Yeah, Kendall Cunningham, thank you so much for being here. This was a blast to have you. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, you're, wel- you're welcome back anytime in the future. If you have anything to promote or you're working on, you know, this is out in like a few weeks if there- there's something coming. Um, just uh, churning out those Daily Beast articles. Nothing, <laughs> no special projects on the horizon. Business but- as usual. Yeah, business as usual. If you would like to yes. uh, read my Real Housewives coverage, <laughs> what state of Real Housewives are we in? What version um, of the franchise? 
I am recapping Orange County at the moment. I'm also, oh, I am cover. well, I guess I should have promoted my film coverage, but I am covering some Tribeca films this oh, week. Oh, nice. Which, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Anything you're specifically excited for for Tribeca? Like any film you're like, no shit, I'm, I, I, they, they have this. Um, oh, it's it's Slim Pickens. I don't know. Um, really? I, oh, interesting. <laughs> I am uh, seeing a movie called The Good Half that's directed by um, Robert Schwartzman and starring Nick Jonas that I'm very curious about. Oh. Huh. Um. Yeah, very curious what his first uh, starring role will look like. Nick Jonas, right? Yeah, mm, interesting. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what you got, Nick. We'll see what you're cooking with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you plug your social social medias? Oh, sorry. Um, my Twitter is at Kendall Renee K Y N B A L L R E N E. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Well, we're we're excited for poor things. We should also mention this oh, coming yes. uh, this fall. That'll be that'll be big. Um, and then Ant Ant is like the, the the other one that's that's I think in post production, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, that's got Jesse Plemons. You know, um, uh, I can be found on Twitter at Jack A. Draper and on Letterbox at the same. Uh, my writing on film is at the Boston Hassle. This movie is available on Canopy and Clay. Where else? Max. Max. Yeah, that's it. That motherfucker. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. That asshole. <laughs> you. <laughs> um, yeah, next episode, um, it's the Duke of Burgundy. I think that comes out after this with Jim Laskowski. Peter Strickland, Hive, you know. We're here. <laughs> I have not seen it. I have truly know very little, basically nothing about the film. So I'm interested yeah. uh, into <laughs> literally learning a single thing about it. Um, everyone can follow me at Birds of Clay on Twitter and on Letterboxd. Excuse me, follow me on Instagram, Mr. Clay Williams. You can follow the podcast word account at ETT Pod. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, send us or give us five stars on any podcast platform you listen to us on. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, send us an email to exitingboo2010 to gmail.com. Uh, be good to yourselves, run up to someone on the street, ask them what animal they want to be turned in, and then say, that was a horrific choice, you're a coward of a man, and then say, go listen to Exiting Through the 2010s, and then run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That's fair. Be good to yourselves, treat animals nice, they could be your brother. Um, and as always. They could be your brother. <laughs> they could be. We don't they know. Could. I think I would know. Yeah. But you say that, but... <laughs> Then you see a dog and you're like, holy shit, that's my brother. So just be on the lookout. Now, that's all now I'm, I'm curious if like David ever lost Bob and it was like, you know, like, like scurried away for a moment. And then David's like, Bob, it's you. Like notice like similarities between like right, right, right. When, he was, when he was yeah. a dog. You know? Oh, this story with the, with Wishaw saying his mother. Yeah. I, I should have picked that for my favorite scene. The yeah. wolf like, I thought it was my mother. I, I, I went into the cave. Uh, I went into the pen and the two wolves who were motionless I assumed that one of them were my mother while I was also being attacked by That's right. That's a Herculean performance right there. He's just fucking yeah. giving it. I know. There's like no edits or cuts. Yeah. Just no. a medium shot of him telling mm-hmm. that story. 
Oh, it's so he's, good. He's a theater trained actor and delivering dialogue like that. Like, you got to yeah. love the Brits and their actors. Yeah. They really know how to make them. <laughs> um, and as always, guys, be safe, be good to yourselves, and we'll catch you next time on Exiting Through the 2010s. Scarlet for me and scarlet for you.